lift your hands. Just lift up your hands this morning. Such a refreshing spirit in this place. There is a redeemer.
bless you. Take your seat this morning. Amen. Wow. It's, uh, the day is already gone, isn't it? It's already far spent. How many of you were up praying this morning? You were able to take part. Wow. It's powerful, oh? Amen. Well, you're welcome to our camp. First camp for the year. I think it's a good way to start the year. Amen. And the theme of our camp is the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Mm. If you're like me or like how I have been in the past, when you hear such topics, you're like, oh, what again? I mean, Great Commission, uh, it's just it, you know. Until you begin to love souls and you begin to love what God loves. Hallelujah. And we'll be on it until we love what God loves and until we do what God says. Amen? Yeah, because some of us, even though we are leaders of things, we dodge soul winning. We dodge it. We dodge it. Every time we have to go and win a soul, we find something else to go and do. Hey! I remember one time I was sitting in a bus recently and the Holy Ghost was like, talk to the man. I'm saying, I, look, I'm tired. Look, I came, I chose bus because I want to sleep. I just want to bed on the bus and go, what is this? Talk to the man. I said, you, you, you won't talk to him too. When I talk, the man will be doing catch. Hey. All such behaviors, they are passed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because this is the year of the great commission. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. And I believe that this camp is going to change many things in your life. Because as soon as you line up with God, things change. As soon as you line up with God. Have you forgotten when you were a 16-year-old rebellious teenager, how things were butu 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 in the house? As soon as you lined up with what those in authority in the house wanted, peace. Peace. How much more God? How much more God? If life can be uncomfortable in the house where your human parents are, you can see that life will be uncomfortable in the world if you don't do what God wants. Hallelujah. And so in this first session, I'm going to just talk about a few things. I'm sharing a few things with you about becoming a soul winner. Because you see, the Great Commission is not just something to put on the board. It's not just something that's in the Bible. It's actually something that must happen. And for it to be so, you and I, we must become soul winners. Are you there? Mm. Do you know that your Christianity cry, you can lose it? You know, it's a source of great debate. And people have tried to even split churches on this thing. That can you lose your salvation? But when you read the Bible, read it well. Explain the ten virgins to me. Explain. All ten were virgins. All ten had lambs. All ten were expected at the feast. So they were all ready to go. How many went? How many didn't go? So explain it to me in another way. So it's like right up to the end, they thought they were going. Then something. Yeah. One of the things, eh, one of the things that will keep you is soul winning. Because when you are falling away from God, you can't win a soul. When you are falling away, you can't. If you don't even remember, you don't even think about it. Are you with me? So if you are able to become a soul winner in your life for yourself, it's one of the greatest, what should I say? Preservatives, if you like. It preserves you. It's a sign that Christ is still alive in you. 
Think about it. Anywhere that you go, be it a church, be it a gathering, be it a person, anywhere that you go, that there's no soul winning in the thing, it's eventually dead. Hey. That's where we have started this morning. Are you there? So one of the evidences that you are still on course is soul winning. That's one of the evidences. When you begin to backslide, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Hey. And it is one of the checks that you must have in your life because you can very easily slip out just by cares of the world. My boss, my school, my work, my job. Yeah. I bet. So, but when you become a soul winner, I just say, you yourself, as you are there, you, you are a doer of great commission, you yourself. You see that it keeps you. So, you now, you can measure yourself and see that, hmm, I way. Are you there? Yeah. You see, there was <laughs> many of you have grown up to how many of you are 30 and under? You're less than 30 years old. Let me see your hands. Hey, almost the whole room. Some hands that should be up are not up. I don't know what I don't know whether it's a question you don't understand or the English you can't do or what. Ah, I said 30 and under. If you are 30 and under, thank you. If you are 30 and under, then it means by the time you were born, charismatic churches were in Ghana. By the time you were born. But if you are about 35 and above, you were in Ghana when there were no charismatic churches. When the charismatic revival began to come, we had names for each other. So the charismatics, we call them the orthodox churches. And in our mind, orthodox meant a church that there's no spirit. And the characteristics of those churches born again was not important most people were religious we just went to church because it was a thing to do it was a social thing to do and we had all our sin and everything there and many of us had come from the orthodox churches and the orthodox churches called the charismatic churches mushroom churches because a mushroom it comes with flowers with small water and it dies they expected that it would die it didn't die they didn't recognize that the spirit had left them and moved somewhere else so when the charismatic churches came a charismatic church was full of people who were looking, I mean, they had met Christ, they had come alive, and they wanted to serve God, and they wanted to worship him. And that was what was a charismatic church. So if you went into any charismatic church, you will find at that time that the church, everybody was born again. 100% born again. We used to have our quiet times. You have your quiet time. It's not that it's anything strange you are doing. When we want to play games, I quote, you quote. Verses. Oh, yes. So the winner, I mean, as I quote, then you quote, and then the one who we have quoted, and then you are lost. Now, just now, why we, you are last. Yes. Are you there? Everybody spoke in tongues. But you see, this was a meeting of leaders of First Love Ideasy. If I take my microphone and I start passing it, you will discover that even here, there are people who don't speak in tongues. And some of you, the reason why you are not speaking in tongues is that your born again self is not even real. Yes. Or if you have been born again, you are born again, you are just there. You don't know no scripture, don't know no verse. You don't even know the use of the Holy Ghost. Hey. No, so the charismatic church, you see, it has changed and become something else. It's not as it used to be. That's the point I'm trying to make. Before, if there was a church like this, everybody born again. Everybody praying in tongues. 
very, very few people couldn't pray in tongues. And even the few who couldn't, they were so desiring. I mean, it was like, Charlie, something. It's like, oh, if I don't pray in tongues, what? Some people, uh, some of us will not pray in tongues. It's okay. It's okay, saying. It's not okay. And you should never accept it to yourself that it's okay. And you should dare on God stop until it is resolved. What do you mean by it's okay? It cannot be okay. The inability to speak in tongues is an inability to pray for a long time. Totally. Totally, completely. When we are there, we say we have prayed for six hours. Do you think your, this is your brain? You can find words to be talking for six hours. Ha! Are you in the house? Do you understand? Yeah. So what I'm saying to you is that so the charismatic church was like that. And then the charismatic churches began to decline. They began to decline in quality. They began today when you go to a charismatic church, you cannot say everybody's born again. Young man, you want to marry, you cannot use the fact that the girl is in church. It's not enough. Girl, you want to marry, you cannot use the fact, you cannot. Hey! 4194 Are you with me? And it is because the charismatic wave is declining, and that decline has come from the lack of winning souls. That's why you have churches will come together, have a whole convention, no altar call. Have a whole meeting, no altar call. Have a something, there's no awareness. So we must keep the awareness of soul winning alive if we want to keep the presence of the Spirit. Are you understanding what I'm saying now? Yeah. You see, in the days when we had the charismatic churches, I mean, doing what they must do, soul winning, it was happening all the time. Today, we have to organize you to do soul winning, but we didn't have to organize it in those days. As you are moving around, you're on a bus, you start. Either the person sitting by you, or you get up, the whole bus. Yeah, the whole bus. <laughs> Are you there or you have traveled? I still remember when the ashes of the, at that time, Collegonal Church was what we had as the cathedral, the only cathedral. Oh, they organized outreach. That outreach, that day, they invaded all the buses in Accra. Everybody just preaching, preaching, preaching. Not the watered down, shabby preaching they are doing these days, looking for money. You know, there's nothing like you finish preaching so they are passing money to you. There's nothing like that. But the pure gospel, the salvation that Jesus Christ came to save sinners and that all you need to do is to receive him accept his sacrifice that your sin will be forgiven that your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life then they will actually lead people to Christ these people working on buses these days they don't even lead people to Christ half the time they just talk 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 plenty plenty talking plenty talking plenty talking plenty talk 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 then they pray and when they finish praying then they are collecting the money When they finish, then they will bring herbs. Then they will attach it to their album beds. It's a contamination of the gospel. Total contamination. And we debunk it. We will not accept it. Are you there? But it happens because those who should be preaching the real gospel are also sitting down. They are looking at their nails and their hair. They are looking at their shave and their beard. They are looking to see whether they are in the latest shoes or what they are in. tell your neighbor we have repented we have stopped we have we have stopped and so that's why today i'm just going to be giving you a few pointers and a few things that will help you few things to be aware of so that you become a soul winner yourself amen this church is the church of soul winners we are winning souls hey 
turn to your neighbor and say, Saul winner, and then add the name. So Saul winner, Hannah, and Saul winner, Oforewa, and Saul winner, Aha, Saul winner, Saul winner, Auntie Mabel, Saul winner, put your name there. If your neighbor is not minding you, say it to yourself and put your own name there. If your neighbor is, is doing Lasse Lasse. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So our, our key scripture which we will keep remembering is Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20. Jesus came and spake unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Point number one. Become a soul winner because what is great to God must be great to you. Are you there? What is great to God must be great to you. What is important to God must be important to you. Amen. Now, if somebody is important to you, the things that are important to the person must also be important to you. Are you here? So, for example, if you have, many of you are leading people. So, let's say you are a leader and you have in your group somebody who works with you all the time or who does what you ask them to do, then the person comes and says, my sister is ill. Even though you don't know the sister, because the sister is important to that person, it must be important to you. So you can't just brush and say, look, eh, here we are winning souls. You say sister is ill. Don't waste our time. We're about to go for soul winning. Just, just, just pack your things. Eh. Nobody here, we don't have time. We are going to, look, look people, eh, people are dying. You see, people are dying. Jesus is coming very soon. We are, souls are perishing and you are standing here talking about sister. Look, are you, look, tell them they should get to us, but let's go and do do their work, do their work do their work do their. that's all you know it's nice for you to know that we must do the work, but if the things important to that person are not important to you, you're going to lose that relationship it's just a matter of time you see, that's a, that is a shepherding key right there because some of you, you don't care about the people who are under you. You don't care about what they care about. Before you came for this camp, the person told you that I am broke. You told the person, go and raise money. The person has gone. They are trying. Did you follow up? Did you check? Did you ask, so how far? Did you see whether you can help? You didn't mind. Hey. <laughs> That's why it's a side issue. We shall come back to it. But I'm just trying to show you something. I'm trying to show you something. Are you here? So on this earth, if the person is important to you, then what is important to the person must be important to you. And God says that what is important to him is that souls are, are saved. So you can't just continue your relationship with God and be saying that give me water, give me drink, give me money, give me, give me, give me. And you don't care. Let's look at it. We are looking at scripture. I want to show you God's mind about souls. Mark 8.36. Jesus was speaking of. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Who made the world? After he has made the world, he tells you that soul is so important to him that it's more than the whole world. 
than you. You said that soul is not important to you. He made the world, though, and everything that's inside. Some of us here, we value money more than a soul. You see, another, you see, you are, you are, you are somebody who is like there are piled toilet here. Then you say that this one, the toilet is more precious than. Let's put toilet here. Let's put gold here. Then you go for the toilet. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. The person who made the thing said that soul is more important than what he has made. <laughs> he says that. So what is the profit? What is the benefit? If you gain everything, men's gold, consolidated bank, every, you have got all. He so said, what's the use? And then your soul is not saved. It shows you the value. I'm trying to show you the value he's attaching to the soul. He says that one soul, just one, is more than all. Then you, you say, I'm not interested. You better start to pray for an interest in the name of Jesus to help yourself. Otherwise, your relationship with God, it won't work. It won't work. Amos 3, 3 says, what can two work together except they be agreed? His mind is on souls. You, your mind is on dress. It can't work. As he comes close to you and you are talking about, look, let me go and look for something and let me be somewhere that we can relate. Mm. Are you there? Your mind is on fashion shoes. There's no example I'm giving you that's not real, though. Yeah. Every example someday is real. What's your mind is on? Ask your neighbor, what's your mind on? Hey. Are you here? Yeah. Love, your mind is on frivolous things. Hey. Frivolous things that don't even matter. That's what your mind is on. We are talking about how important it is to him. Let's continue. Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The whole reason why Jesus came was this. This is the whole reason. He has his own palace. He doesn't need to come. He was okay. He was okay where he was. But because souls are that important, he left it and he came. If you live in a proper place, in a proper house, you will know what it is to leave that place to go somewhere that is lower than it. That's why some of you, we struggle with you to get you to come to school. Because as you look at it, your house, this is how it is. This is there, that's there, this is there. I don't want to talk a lot. This is there, this is there. Then when you look at it, I'm coming to leave it and go into this box again. And this box, that I'm coming to share the box with three other ungrateful human beings. <laughs> hey! And when you think about it, you say, let me stay at home a little longer. So if that's how it is for you, then imagine how it is for Jesus. He was up there. What he calls the palace, we can't imagine it. The descriptions that we see, the reason why it doesn't make sense, is so far from us. We don't even have a proper road. So when you talk about a road made of gold, we are here. The one with asphalt, we are not seeing top. Yesterday, when we're coming, you see, we left long after you. It's the, it's the road we know. That's why we got here before you. It's a certain road. That road, the road is 16 kilometers long. And it goes in a total circle around everything and appears on this road. And then you come. But the road, 
of the 16 kilometers of the 16 nine and a half is pure dust nine and a half pure do you understand pure dust pure dust the type that when it is in the air the cloud of glory <laughs> so because we are on those roads when you now say road, I mean, so when we finally got to asphalt, now to say heaven. You see, after the sufferings, go, 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 so because of that, when you come and say road of gold, it doesn't even doesn't please, can you, do you understand the road of gold? It's like asphalt, you know, so when you think of somebody who had everything where he was who the Bible says that just a word that the angels would do his bidding yeah, he had everything and then he said, soul, because of soul, because of soul, because of souls. Let me, let me come down. Let me leave all and come down. I can't imagine becoming a student at this time and living in your hostels. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it at all. Amen. Are you in the church? Hallelujah. He left all. If I even want to go to school, when I remember the kind of places you live, I will not go. The only way that I can go is that I can be at home. And then, but if I have to come and stay with, no, it can't work. <laughs> it can't work. This is even just my earthly, I mean, earthly, earthly things. Are you there? Earthly things for a degree that will benefit me. I say, I can't leave it. I can't leave it because when I <laughs> when I look at your lecture halls with microphones that don't work I can't I can't somebody's telling me about pinhole camera what do you mean by pinhole camera the pin projector is like a pinhole camera Misha I cannot because when I look at it, even in my small church, I'm able to resolve these issues. So I can't understand. I will be angry every day. I'll be quarreling with lectures every day. It will not work. Because I can't understand why they can't just repair. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Hey. That's here on earth, oh. That's here on earth. Everything works in heaven. Everything works and everything is nice. Everything works. Yeah. And then he has to leave it and come on earth. It should tell you something for a soul that somebody's soul, not something. What is the benefit of the soul to Jesus? You should ask yourself what's your benefit to him? His salvation to you benefits you. What's your benefit to him? And yet it was so important to him that he left everything and he came. Hey. And then you, you say you like him, but you don't like souls. Can't two work together except they be agreed. That's why you have been talking to God and it's like he's not minding you. Have you not prayed some prayer? You feel like it's the roof and came back. He can't work with you. He can't work with you. 
Hey! Hmm. Matthew 16, verse 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He's showing you his interest. He says, I'm building something. What am I building? Church. The souls that I have come to die for that I want, I have to find a place to keep them so that more can be added. I'm doing church. So when you are there and church is not important or interesting to you, I, I want to w- ask you what he'll be talking to you about. <laughs> can two walk together? If Jesus were to pay you a visit in your room, what will he talk to you about? You don't like souls. You don't like church. Oh, you like is me, myself, and I. My dress, my grades, my job, my family, my, 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 my. I don't understand. I don't understand. Meanwhile, you have forgotten that if you do what he wants, that makes you important to him. So he will also do what you want. Uh, You didn't understand that one. When you start to chase souls, you discover that things you have not asked for, you get because he has already anticipated the need and just anticipated the need and just anticipated the need sorted. Because as you are also doing, you are now important to him as a soul winner. So as he looks at you, ah, her mind is she's distracted because of this, then he would do. So that her mind is not distracted. But you are there, you are crying, myself, uh, it's not theories I'm giving you. I'm sure you see the difference between me and you is that you you have just come. Uh-huh, me, I'm going. Uh-huh. I've been around. So you, what is going to happen to all of you is yet to happen. Me and those who believed with me. The jury is out already. The jury is out. Crowd already. And we can already see whether those of us who believed and trusted our lives, whether we or not, we are better off than those who chase the things you want to chase. It is a clear thing. Oh, yes. The jury is out. Clear, clear one. And you can see who was wise. Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Are you there? So be interested in what he's interested about. Be interested. Be interested. You are only interested in your own self. Are you not tired already? Hey. How many of you have a friend who is only interested in themselves? You see that you don't even like the relationship. The friendship, you don't, you don't enjoy it. No, it's true. No, seriously. A friend who is only interested in herself. So when you are even, you have got a new dress and you wear the thing, instead of her telling you that the thing is nice, then she says, oh, I think it will fit me better. Or you don't have such a friend. When you have gone to do your new hair there, you come here, especially you have to say that, oh, Charlie, the hair is nice. So her comment, her only comment is that, oh, this is your hair. If I had done it, it would have been nicer. You will see that you don't really like that. In fact, when you have something new the next time, you won't call her. You will show it to her. Are you there? But some of us, that's how we are to God. Only ourselves. Only 
ourselves. That's why he's not walking around you. No, I'm just telling you something. It's not a case. I'm just showing you. Because you are young enough to open your eyes and change it. You're young enough to see it and change it. Are you here? Hey! Wow. He says, I will build my church. I will build my church. And you see, when you are helping him to do what he wants to do, he sorts you out. One of the things that I have become increasingly aware of these few past few years is the presence of spiritual entities. There's a lot you need to be protected from. Are you there? How do you lock your room when you are going to sleep? You lock it. If you like, don't lock. <laughs> when you don't lock, that's when you will know that there are some physical entities. They will pay you a visit. <laughs> Sometimes when you have even locked it, they come. Hey! And I'm saying to you that there are also spiritual entities. But if the presence of God is around you all the time, there's a protection that comes. And you see, I'm saying this because I have watched the life of the evangelists who have just passed. They're now old. If many of them at a point they couldn't die, they wanted to go. God has protected them, sir. Meanwhile, all the others who were talking about different things, many of them left early. Yes. Many of them left much earlier. <laughs> One time, there was a healer called Kenneth Hagan. He was a prophet and a teacher. He is actually our spiritual our, our, our prophet, one of his spiritual fathers who really made an impact on his life. And this man was a serious teacher of the word. He was also highly prophetic and people would get healed in his meetings. But around his time, there were other people who were also healing evangelists, if you like. And many of them, a time came when they dispensed with the word. Do you understand? They were looking just for the sensational. It's very sensational. How many of you have been at a meeting where there's a healing? Very, very sensational. So they began to pursue that. Do you, do you get me? So they'll have the meeting. They won't even preach word. And they'll just start with the miracles. And so many times they'll have pastors' meetings. And Kenneth Hagin will tell them, it's not right. It's not right. Word first. Because you see, Jesus didn't just come to come and just heal you. He didn't just come to come and just heal you. If that was the case, he might as well call you home. After all, heaven is better. Yeah. So the preaching and teaching of the word, which builds the, the church, is also very important. I hope you are getting the point. He talked that they didn't mind him. So at a certain meeting, he told them that it's okay, no problem. I will be standing long after you are gone. Exactly what he said. Exact. Within a decade, within 10 years, a span of 10 years of that meeting, all those healing evangelists were no more. Some were even alive, but the ministry was no more. Uh-huh. It was nothing again. Nothing again. And this man, Kenneth Hager was one of the people who lived down like he cannot die. <laughs> Are you here? When he finally died, we were almost shocked. The man was in his 80s, but it's like he can't die. And one day he just closed his eyes and he has gone home. Yeah. But the reason was because as you are doing what God wants you to do, there's a certain protection that comes upon you. He preserves your life. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Madam, come. So if this lady pastor is doing something for me, what she's doing is important to me. 
I need somebody who's coming to attack her. Who is going to try? <laughs> so this guy is there. He says that she has done or said or she has not been. She has been rude to him. So please, you are coming to attack. Me cry out that rock. Don't even try. If you don't take care, my wrath will even descend upon you. True or lie? Why? Because what the person is doing is important to me. So don't you, don't you even try. So even just by being a soul winner, there are some of you here, every night you have had a dream. Every day you say this. Every day you say that. Every day you say that. Listen to me. The devil is too present in your life. He's too present in your life. And let me also tell you something. That where darkness is, eh, where light is, darkness cannot come there. And no matter how small the light, if darkness is there, if that small light comes, it must give way. That is why in the middle of all, ECG is a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Starting from Akosombo all the way here. But when they put off the light, even your mobile phone light is enough. Thank you. Are you with me? So when you are there every day, you are so concerned with the presence of evil. It's because the presence of God is not there. And one of the things that brings the presence, you become a soul winner. You just become a soul winner. You just what? The presence is there. The presence is there. Are you there or you have traveled? You will be surprised at how God himself will defend you. And I'm not just giving you theories. I'm talking about real things. There was a guy who was demon-possessed, and one of my people was going to see him. <laughs> and when <laughs> Seth called the guy and said, I'm coming to see you. Then the guy said, as he was holding his phone, you have still kept that picture there. You have still kept that picture there. If you don't remove the picture, don't come. The picture he had was a picture of his DP. We were at a meeting. I was sitting, Seth was sitting, and we were saying something. I was talking to him. There is a light in that picture. There is a light. If you are coming here, remove it. It's a picture, not even a human being. As you can see, I'm not working with any light. There's nothing. But I want to believe that just because I love winning souls, there's a presence that is there. I'm not even aware of it, but it is there. The guy told him, and my people who are close to me are like me. He's also always chasing a soul. I'll send him, go here, we're going to do somebody there. Before I was going to go and heal somebody there. Oh, Christ, going to preach there. Are you there? I said, there's a light there, there's a light there. Remove it before you come. Foolish boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. You too, when you start winning the souls, enemy wants to do, the, hmm, there's a light there. We can't go, there's a light there. There's, it's not a feeling, it's just a fact. You don't have to feel the presence of God before he is there. If you feel him, you are just blessed. But whether you feel or not, you are a soul winner. He's there. He's there. There's a light there. Tell your neighbor there's a light there. Hey! Are you there? Yeah. Second Corinthians 10. I'm showing you a lot of things that are there that you must know today. Hallelujah. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Did you know that you were at war? 
says that we are at war. <laughs> but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now it's verse 5 I want you to see. Casting down imaginations. Many of you who are here know the devil who is fighting you is imaginations. Things in your mind that are not real. Imaginations. Imaginations. But those imaginations get cast down. And imagination is something that is not even real. Hey. Many of you stand there. Nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. It's an imagination. Suddenly the, the room is quiet. Oh. Please turn to your neighbor and say, nobody loves you. What are you doing here? <laughs> if nobody loves you, what are you doing here? <laughs> we have called somebody that we don't like to come and spend time with you. It's an imagination. <laughs> Casting down imagination. I'm showing you the enemies that are targeting you. It's an enemy. For as long as you think that nobody loves you, you will behave like somebody that nobody loves. And if you keep up that behavior, you will actually become somebody that nobody loves. Ooh. Ooh. It's true. You will misbehave. Because you are saying that nobody... So when, when somebody even stretches their hand, because of the imagination. So I'm stretching that. You see, his instinct is to immediately bring his hand up. But because of that imagination, you rather... Mm. Why, why, why are they bringing the hand? Hey. Maybe, maybe it's Sakawa. Maybe there's something in the hand. Maybe there's some perfume. If I take the hand, maybe, maybe it's my... Hey. So now all of a sudden, that's I'm enthusiastically coming. I haven't seen you for a long time. Like, hey, 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 hey. hey. It shall never come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But that imagination alone, that imagination alone, it, it has caused you so much sorrow. You are even in the midst of people that you love, but you are alone. You don't fit. I have to show it to you because it is one of the devil's main cards. It's a main card. Everybody, okay, you are here. You have never thought that nobody likes you. Please show me your hand. Have you seen that all hands are down? Have you seen that all hands are down? Man, can't you would have said it's only you. Have you seen that all hands are down? Yeah. Yeah. How many of you have been blasted before? Okay. You see? Because you don't understand that. A blasting is an evidence of the love, you know? That's why you think if somebody doesn't care about you, why would you blast the person? If as we are standing here, a cleaner comes around doing something that's wrong, who will say, here? Here. I just I have not employed you. I don't know who you are. But if you are in my 18 and you are cleaning, and your cleaning is not good. I know that, you see, I know that the opportunities that God brings in life, very often they don't even look like an opportunity. But when you do it well, it opens the door. So to you, it's just cleaning. To me, it's an opportunity. So I'll tell you, actually, do the thing well. Do it well. Do it well. Yeah. 
I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Do it well. As you do the thing well, you'll be shocked at the doors that it opens. You'll be very surprised at the door that the doors that it opens. Yeah. Be very, very surprised. Amen. But this imagination, this imagination, this imagination, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. You see how? You see how? When this one came, look at how they greeted me. When I came, <laughs> but you don't understand that. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait. But you also don't understand that what you put in is also what is coming back to you. So this your imagination that nobody likes you has made you behave in a certain way. And so what you are seeing as a difference in handling is a difference that's come about because of what is in your mind that you have now brought forth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a liar. Pa. Yeah. You will notice that very few people throw children away. When I say throw, I mean because a child walks with a certain if a child is here, run around. He'll come and stand by you because he thinks that you should like it. Yes. Because of that. I remember one time I bought an STC many years ago. And a woman with two children. You see, then they won't buy a seat for the child. So when I realized that she was coming to sit by me, I was already bored. And I said, look, please, oh, I've just left my house with children. I'm not coming to carry anybody's child between here and Accra. Nine hour journey. I won't do. If you have brought your two children and you didn't buy an additional seat, how you manage your child is your business. Don't follow me. Take up your own cross. Are you there? A few hours into the journey, the older child, the child had been standing. You see, I don't even understand how these mothers think. How can a child stand from here to Accra? I, I don't know what you are thinking. The child had been standing. I don't remember what it was. And then the child's eye caught my eye and said, Oh. <laughs> Look, by the time the child was finished with me, I had repented of my evil decision. I had picked the child and we chatted all the way. The child fell asleep on me, ate my things, peed in my shoe, did that. <laughs> Are you there? But the point I'm making is that it was the child's attitude. Me, I was already bored with the mother. But it was the child's attitude. The child has no imagination that nobody likes me. No. In fact, the child thinks that generally people like children, which in Ghana is actually true. You can find two women in a compound house. They are actually even fighting. The mothers are insulting themselves. But one knows the other one doesn't have food. When the person puts food for their children, they'll add some and call the other child. Meanwhile, you and the mother cry. You're not talking. No. Yeah. It's because there's something. A child shouldn't, child shouldn't be hungry. A child shouldn't suffer. You can be in your house. You are beating your own child. Your neighbor will come and collect your child from you. <laughs> it's your child. Though. You are beating your child. <laughs> your neighbor who is not paying your rent. Who is not feeding that? that look, oh, you haven't seen some before. And many times they will walk and say, hey, yeah, it's enough. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, your pouch, hey, yeah. Hey, then you are talking. 
you can be talking your neighbor has collected your child it's like I'm taking the child why until a child grows there are some imaginations that are not there I'm just showing you the imaginations I'm showing you the presence of the enemy that's why you need the presence of God, not the presence of the enemy. Because when you start wanting to think those your thoughts, the presence of God will begin to show you the opposite. If we didn't like you, I want to ask you what you are doing here. Who, who, who in their right mind goes away for two or three days with somebody they don't like? I have to ask you a question, pal. And you are here because somebody knows you in the department or the center this by center or by center where you are and the person put your name now that i think this person can do this or that or the other that's why you are here or you don't understand what i'm trying to say no matter what it was that you went that's why you are here yeah even if you collected a blasting to get here that should even prove to you more that somebody has oh, decided to overcome your stupidity yeah you must really like the person if they didn't like you, I guess you might just be there and be in your tongues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. The church is quiet. Over. But as the presence of God comes, you see that many of those imaginations go down. That's why you see that the more you enter into the things of God, the fewer imaginations you have. Yeah. The devil is, doesn't have such open access to your mind. Yeah, he doesn't have it. When he comes around, there's somebody there to give him a knock. It doesn't, so he cannot come with him. Because imaginations among young people is really there. It's really, really, really there. Yeah. It's really there. Wow. You see. So he casting down imaginations. Then he talks about high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. That's one, two. High things. Pride. The person is so proud. High things. You see that all these things are living your life in the name of Jesus. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. It will work better for you if you try to obey God. Just obey God. It's far better than your own imaginations and machinations. Yeah. It will work better for you. Hallelujah. Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth soul is wise. Do we have dancers in the house? He that winneth soul is wise. I wonder when last you did that dance. <laughs> we'll do it today. Not now. We'll do it. Right now we have to move forward small. But oh, also today, dear, I'm telling you, we shall see dancers. We shall see everything. We are talking about becoming a soul winner. Number two, a soul winner is interested in young people. A soul winner is interested in young people. Why? Because old people don't receive the gospel. If you see an old person who is a Christian, they received him when they were teenagers, when they were young. When they were young. 
I don't know how many altar calls we have had in our church, and I don't know how many ever had a grown-up, an adult. Think back to the places you have been where souls are being won. Yeah. And if they even come to give their lives to Christ, it doesn't last. Be around for some short time and then shall we? So if you want to become a soul winner, you must be interested in young people. Be interested in children. Yeah. They are the ones who are young enough. (laughs) Are you here? Yeah. No matter how old you are, because some of you are older than others. And some of you, that's the problem that you have. I am not saying that you should come and fill your center with children. That's not the point I'm making. No, because, you know, some people too are very lazy. They don't want to. But as you are, as you are talking, as you are witnessing, witness to young people. Instead of going to the mother in the house, go to the children in the house, the teenagers in the house. Are you there? If you have a choice between a 50-year-old woman and a 15-year-old, witness to the 15-year-old. It's just sound counsel. And so are you saying that these people, they also, look, God in his mercy has his way. How many of you have been trying to witness to your parents? <laughs> it's one of the most difficult things. Most of them, they won't even mind you. The best thing you can know, just pray that, pray, as you pray, just pray for their salvation. God will let them meet somebody who can them. But usually it's not you. Usually it's not you. <laughs> are you here? You see. Most things, and you see, it is a law in life. If you see somebody who smokes, he didn't learn to smoke as an adult. If you see somebody who drinks, he didn't start drinking as an adult. Most of the time. Of course, there are a few grown-ups who may have entered as an adult. But most, it's from 98% when they were young. And so also it is with the gospel. As you preach the gospel to young people, they rather, because the heart of a young person is soft. That's why the Bible says that if you don't remain like a child, you can't enter heaven. Let me give you the scripture reference for that. Matthew 18, 3 says, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. What is it about a little child? They believe what you are saying. They believe what you are saying. Yeah. They believe what you are saying. They believe easier. Amen. Eh? Yeah. Some of you who are town center leaders, you have children in your center. I have an issue against you, pa, because of the way you treat those children. You don't care for them at all because you think they are children. Take it from me today. You are not wise. You are not wise at all. You are not wise. So better straighten up. Those children are the ones the older people you are chasing, they will come today, tomorrow they won't come. Those children, if you bothered to love them, and if you bothered to draw them close, and if you bothered to open your Bible and teach them, they will learn, and they'll be different. They will actually believe what you are saying. Are you in the church or your travel? In actual fact, I can tell you one of our, the secrets. One of the secrets of our success in Tamale, which is an Islamic place, was not to ignore the children. Yes. Because when you go, the, the women and the children, when you go to preach the gospel, if a man says he's giving life, his life to Christ, it's not be simple for him. So many of them, they won't even come. But the children, when the children are coming, the families leave them. They think, oh, it doesn't matter. By the time they were aware, the gospel had sat in the hearts of those children. 
Yeah. And many of those kids today, they are Christians. They are Christians. You'll be there, you are looking for what? Adults. When you even account, you ignore the children. Hey, the church has become quiet. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. I'm very serious. When God brings a child into your life, take care of the child. Recently, one of my daughters who is in an Islamic country sent me a text. And the person said that there was somebody who they had um, witnessed to and the person had given her life to Christ in an Islamic family. And then she had, the family had thrown her out. So the church had given her a place to stay. She already had a child. And the child was about four. And the mother doesn't care about the child. Yes. And she was telling me a whole chronicle of things. The mother can go out Saturday. Mother had gone out. Been out the whole day. Had left the child there. What to eat? Cry was a, was a problem. Sunday, the child is now five. They went to church and all that again. Mother went, went, went. When they came back after all the meetings in the night, child was outside, hungry. So this is my person who was talking to me brought her in. I said, "Listen to me. Forget that mother. Forget that mother. Take it that this child has no mother." Make it your business to feed that child. Make it your business. Tell the mother, when you come, come for your child. Keep the child in your house. Decide, I said, for all you know, God has brought that mother and child because of this child. I said, you will be surprised. The gospel will sit in that child. And the child rather. I asked the person, I said, how many of the indigenous you have in your church? The indigenous people. The church is a large church, but they are all people who have come from here. Yeah. This is one of the people from that country. You just feed her, wash bath her, talk to her, preach to her, add her to your children, and watch God and see something. Then you, you are there. You are. You just want numbers to count, so you keep on filling your car. You just add them. You don't care. <laughs> So that you can count them and say that, oh, I brought 22 people. But in, even as you have brought the 22, the eight children in your mind, you no. Know? In fact, in Ghana, we don't consider people to be children to be people. It is true. They are only important when we don't have them. One day. I was traveling from Tamale coming down. In fact, I think that it, I don't know how come we're all of us. I remember that. I'm trying to remember how many we were in the family, but whatever the case may be, the car that we were coming in broke down. So we left the car somewhere and then we had to get to the station and get a bus. Please, if you are feeling sleepy in this meeting, you just get up and you stand. That's all. It's not a problem. Are you here? So, because I'm seeing so many sexy eyes from front row going back. From the front row. You, you'll give that yeah. Pastor one says to assure you that there's water to pour on you. Hallelujah. Anyway. It was a very tiresome journey because this car had broken down. So, when we got, I got somewhere, I had to get out and pick another car. And as I was waiting for that bus to get full, I decided to buy the seat, to pay for the seat for my child because I was tired. I carried him, sir. So I put him on the seat. Then we sat. And the bus began to get full. The child was in the seat too. 
By the time the mate was coming to ask me the question, they'd be crying. <laughs> you can see a human being in the chair. Was it ah obiti ha? Crying at your crying. Amen. But I'm just giving you all. <laughs> I'm saying this to say to you that some of you, that's how you treat the children. You don't think that they are important. Yeah. You don't think that they are important. But I'm saying to you that they are very important. Yeah. They are very important. They are a seed you can plant in a life that you know that it will grow. You know. You know that it will grow. So from today, I don't want to come and see the kind of ignoring of children that I see in our church. Yeah. I don't like it at all. In fact, when the 10-year-olds started coming to church, they wanted to put them in the back row, in the back of the church. And I had to send a message and say, not in my church. Ah, the children, they are children. If you put them at the back, what would they do? Is it not play? Leave the back for adults who don't want to be close. They can, you know, of adults who don't bother to come early. But don't take the children and put them there. Not at all. And yes! And then you're like, oh, they'll disturb. Listen, they are children. They are not miniature adults. And it's up to the adults to help them to be in the church. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and when they say communion, they take all the communion because you, the stupid adults, have not told them, just take one. If I, I wouldn't even ask you to take one. I would take it for you there. They are children. What do you expect them to do? When you were a child and you saw bread, wouldn't you eat it? Ah. <laughs> would you not eat it? As they have come cry, maybe as they were coming cry, there was no breakfast in the house. I say, would it train anybody? And I would say, I'm from back home. Hey! Never three. <laughs> Never five. When the thing has passed, then they'll be showing the brain. I mean, I come in, I mean, I come Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I need you to understand that. You need to understand that they are souls. Never despise them. When you see them coming to receive Christ, never despise them. Never despise them. Sometimes I hear people saying, oh, but you came the last time. Leave the child. The reason why they keep coming is that you, the center director, or you, the center leader, you have not taught them salvation. They don't have the assurance. So as they listen to the message, you know, they feel convicted again. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. They have not yet understood. Leave them. They'll come after a while. Understanding will come. But I don't need to do this every time. When you see them, children, they're just children. I knew that I told lies, I stole, I did this. So as you are preaching, I'm going to go and give my life to Christ. Leave them. Are you in the house? One day we had a crusade at gate. Lady of my children, they've grown up in church. They've always been in church. That's for, since they were babies. Before they even had a mind of their own, they were in church. We went to this crusade at gate. And it was a very powerful sketch. I've forgotten what it was. It was one of those heaven and hell. If you leave David, every single one of his place will have heaven inside. Somebody will die by all means. <laughs> anyway, but that particular night, it, you know, it worked. And then I came up and I was, I preached. And then I gave the altar call. And I saw her first son. Tears were streaming down his face. And he came like that. That was the day he got saved. He had been in church. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Suddenly, something just connected. The next Monday, 
there was another Christian child, maybe Pastor Amy's daughter was in his class. The next Monday, they went to school. They led their entire school to Christ, those two children. Those two children. And here you are, you are treating a child as if he's a bag of potatoes, just a sack of nonsense. How dare you? You see. Meanwhile, you look at somebody like Bishop Eddie. He has been a Christian. He gave his life to Christ at the age of 13. 13. Somebody didn't throw him away. Take uh, 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 Daughters of Glorious Jesus. They were around the age of what? 11, something. A grown-up took them seriously. That's all. The seed that was planted. Till today. Till today. So if there are children there, I don't know why this is not in my notes, but I don't know. I just feel I need you to understand that the soul of a child is still a soul. Yeah. And they will believe. They will actually believe. And they are more bright-eyed than you. All of you are feeling sleepy. The children, they are not sleepy at all. <laughs> Last year's uh, MOTL, I was sitting around some such children. As the going was getting tough, their eyes were open like beads. The beady dime was clear way like that. And then daddy had gone to ask them. I think he asked the question, eh? Are you feeling sleepy? No. Why not? Because it's interesting. This is like 2 a.m. When they're paying for are like, oh, let them finish and let us go home to sleep early. And we're very tired. They should just close up. What church is this that they don't close? Hey. And they open like that. And if you see the children dances, and I'm speaking to every basanta, where the children are, be careful. Be careful. Look at the, the children dances. Those who dance well, don't they have more energy than these grown-ups? Ah! Children. And they are dancing. Yeah. So when you kill them, you kill what will motivate you to keep going. You see, when, when you see the energy with which they do, your energy that's going down will arise again. You will not allow it to just follow nature. Yeah. So they are a message to us. If you have them in your basanta, be careful. By my choir, I collected my children from there. I've collected them. Mm, you'll see them soon. I've collected my children. Every Saturday, they come in. I, I said, school is just reopening. Don't let the choir look like a children's choir. So move them. From that day, I'm a cousin. Carry the team World Cup. I just collected the three. So just come. Just come. The day we disbanded the choir, when the adult rebels were just saying what? These three children, they were weeping. They came to their mother. She said, Mommy, what has happened? My children came. They were crying. And they said, Mommy has closed the choir. Yes. He said, Mommy has what? I've sacked them. <laughs> Meanwhile, the adults who were the reason for the sacking, no? <laughs> they were like, Ah, what? Ah. They'll call us back tomorrow. Oh, what? Ah. Small thing that we say we're coming to do for God. Cry. Look at how they're harassing us. Ah. That's why, that's why Jesus gave the scripture. Those of you who have that kind of mind, know that you are not on your way to heaven. Because that's not the mind of a child. The mind of a child is a brokenheartedness. I've been sacked. The mind of a proud adult. Ah, what? Don't call us back. What? We said that I said I would sing. What's all this trouble that they are troubling us? Yeah. 
Now cry no but sometimes I say, ah, Saturday want to do something. No, they call you and say, eh? one local when they call, they are calling us every day, they are calling us. What we are even tired. The song cry when we sing the thing, the thing is nice. They will not just let it end there. Those every heads go over, go over there. Why? All such demonic. Yeah. It's very demonic. You may think it's normal, but it's actually Satan speaking through you. Yeah. And that's why Jesus said that if those with them, a child, unless you are like one of these children, yeah, unless you are like one of these children. So when those, your things want to come, don't allow, don't say it. Rather rebuke yourself. Oh, don't, don't think like that. Don't, don't, don't think like that. Don't say that. Get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. I've collected my children from the choir. I'm coming to enjoy them. Oh, cry. Yeah. Because you don't know what it means to have them there. You don't know what it means. You don't know. I have three sons, most of you. You are just bad boys. True or lie? It was a presence in church that kept them there. They too, when they went to school, it's like, Charlie, we are copies. But when they come home, because they had a place, they had an instrument that, hey, Charlie, I have to play. I have to. It kept them until Nyansa came back. When you don't know that the teenage years, Oh, you have forgotten how you were when you were a teenager. When you begin to become an adult, you wonder to yourself that, ah. It's like, oh. But why? <laughs> yeah. So by taking them and letting them have a place in the church, you know, when they go in the eight years of stupidity, they'll just keep coming. It's not a problem. They'll keep coming. One day, they'll just grow out of it. And it's like, ah. Hey, why was I thinking like that? And they are back. But when you treat them like unwanted garbage, as is done in many churches, they go and then they enter the world. And now to get them back, we now start struggling and trying to bring them back to the church. If you have children in your other thing, be careful. Draw them to you. Be their pastor. Pastor them. Pastor them. Your one CD, share it with them. The 50 pesos cocoa drink. I'm drinking mine. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. Some of the people you see as the people around me, they were children. Every Sunday after church, I used to gather them. I said, I'm coming to teach you. And I knew that they were hungry. And my small money will go and buy cocoa. And we'll share it. Sometimes they'll come and say, oh, mommy, we have small this, so we'll add groundnuts. And we'll sit down there and we'll eat the cocoa, drink the cocoa, chew the thing. Then I'll teach them. Today, they are men of God. Don't bring yourself. And I can name them and name them and name them and name them and name them. Some are bishops. So what I'm saying is not that I've just slept and I'm woken, I've woken up. I took them, they were children, I took them seriously. That you are, I will pray over them, I will lay hands. You say you are a man of God. If you are a man of God, pray over children, let's see. The words I spoke about them, I've lived long enough to see it come to pass in their lives. Yeah. yeah. So when you treat the children like something, something, Hey, turn to your neighbor and say it's a soul. Yeah, and every child has a friend. Yeah. Hey, sit down. Don't they invite their friends to come? Are the children evangelists not wilder than the adult evangelists? Oh yes. Oh yes. I remember that when I was, I, was, I was still teaching, I was a student, but I was outside. And I remember my first son, he was about four and a half years old. 
and he was playing with his white friend outside and I was in the kitchen and the window was open and I was hearing their conversation when I heard them they were playing, they were down on the ground I don't know what they were playing with on the ground and then he asked his friend, do you know Jesus? his friend answered and said that I don't know Jesus and this four year old started telling him, Jesus is important to you, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior at, at four years you say that oh, they are children, they don't today that, that child who was preaching at four years old four years is in Madagascar. Don't bring yourself. He's an apostle. If you go to one place, you where you will sit and where you will sit, they'll be different. Don't bring yourself. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying to you. Yeah. They can speak in tongues. It's you who has not led them. When his father was praying, then he'll be walking, then he will be imitating what his father is saying. His father turned and asked him, so do you want to speak in tongues? Say yes. Do you understand that the Holy Spirit took me? Yes. Then I'll lay my hands on you. Yes. That's the tongues he's speaking. You are the one who is looking at a child and thinking he's a rabbit. It's not a rabbit, it's a soul. Hey! It's not a pet, it's not a rabbit, it's a soul. Hey! MNA! Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey! I had them. They were my souls. I used to preach to them and I loved them with all my heart. They were so troublesome. And at the time, they were bad boys and girls. Oh, yes. Hey, every Sunday I'll be in trouble in the church. Every Sunday. As they grew, hey, they'll go and steal church cable. I'll be minding my own business. Then I'll see them marching from the main church coming. Huh? They say that. Then I will start. They say, I don't know anything. I'll start there. I'll defend them. I say, who? Where are What's your cable? Please, or if you, you didn't keep your cables well and your cable is gone, don't come. You, you like to blame their children too much. What's wrong with you? I don't like those things that you are doing. Hey, it's also for my power. Then they'll go back. When I come back inside, then the children say, no, that's the cable. <laughs> So yes, they will trouble you. They will trouble you. But one day, you'll be walking on the street and somebody will be chasing after you and the person will be calling you and the person will say, do you remember? You came and you preached and once you preached, I gave my life to Jesus. That's me standing here. By that time, he's an adult. His hair is white. Yes. Don't joke. Hey, the children. Ah, me mom, dear, my anointing is for young people, I'm telling you. Have you seen me leave you people and go for adults before? I'm asking you. <laughs> I won't even go. I'll say, ah, I'm going to preach. I, oh my, I don't know how to talk to adults. Oh. Hey. After preaching to children for some time, I had another five years or so preaching to adults. I come back and tell my husband, hey, these people, they have problems that they are not solvable. <laughs> Problems of children. This one has slept with this one. This one has gone to do this. I don't have school fees. I haven't passed my exams. My mother is beating my father. My father is simple problems. Adult problems. Hey. Some have no solution. There's no solution. Hey, Charlie. Hallelujah. Amen. I am not saying do not preach to your colleagues at all. That's not what I'm saying. Your colleagues, you're all children. You too, you are a child. Yes. 
Yes. As far as I'm concerned, in my books, 26 and down, you're all children. Oh, yes. Because your mind doesn't even work properly. Auntie Francisca, do you agree with me? Do you agree? 26 and down. Oh, I don't mind if you are who, if you are clever. I've come to see that the mind, no. You know, it's a child, the mind of a child. That's why you can sleep till 11. There's no adult who sleeps till 11. And, uh, please, there are few adults in the house. Do you sleep till 11? If even you have free time, can you sleep till 11? It's a feature of a child. Today, let me show you that you are children. Hold on. Adults in the house, when you don't have anything to do, can you sleep till nine? No, even when you decide I'm staying there, you are awake like something. Forcing to sleep. You people. But that's uh, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Your friend will cry as if we have sinned. Hey. I remember one of our daughters in the house. I have a lot of spiritual daughters. One day, my husband said, Wake her up. It's not normal. It's been 12 hours. Just wake her up. Now, what does solid 12 hours? Solid 12 hours. You have spent half a day in bed. We are color. It's babies who are just born who sleep like that. Ah! 12 hours. Do you understand now why I say you are children? You are about to uh, uh, show me that no, I'm an adult. I've proved to you that you are a child. Should I show you another sign of? Some of you, when you eat, you can't get full. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Pastor One, if you are going to buy gobe, how much will you buy? About some, some two cities, will it work for you? I'm buying one CD, and they say that we don't sell one CD. I said, okay, one CD, 50. Now, as they are fetching, I said, please, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. One CD, 50 pesos. But I'm just being told that somebody is 10 CDs left of Bobby. 10 CDs. Wait, wait, wait. They are telling me something here. Give her the mic. Quiet, quiet. I'm telling you that you are children. Mommy. Oh, I know a roommate. Eh? Uh-huh. When he's eating Helenus. When he's eating Helenus, he eats, he eats, uh, 
Yeah, eat him. Eat him. When there is more food in the room. When, once there's food, he's eating. He's eating. He's eating. It's a sign of it. <laughs> sit down, sit down. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Mommy, uh-huh. Danny, uh-huh. <laughs> Mommy, one day after service, uh-huh. we went to station and bought some Indomie. You bought Indomie, Indomie. from station? Okay. Uh, Mommy, uh, you bought me free. Then the guy said, let's buy bread. <laughs> then bought bread and this real chocolate drink. That way Indomie, said, bread, bread, and egg. Bread and egg? Yes, and it, um, this real chocolate drink. I said, Danny, so this one, this one is small. He said, Gloria should prepare food for him. Then we went to buy food. Then he bought Angwamo a starter. <laughs> Meanwhile, they were preparing food for him. Yes. After, after he collected that one, we went to my place. And then what I was going to eat, he had his own. He ate. So three square meals. He ate in one meal. Sit down. Sit down. Let me ask the grown-ups who earn salary. <laughs> when your money comes, pay day, Mr. Mino, please. If you are to buy gobe or something, how much would you buy? Pojobejinahana, <laughs> a grown-up is talking. Be quiet, please. Usually, is. One CD, 50 pesos or two CD. Do you hear? That's yeah. the second adult. Yeah. Please, yeah. do you not earn your own salary? I earn my own Is salary. Is somebody putting a knife to your throat that no. don't eat if you eat? No. A sign of a child. A sign of a child. Mommy. Is eating for as long as there's food. Mommy, there is this combination. In fact, I hardly, I, the food I enjoy most is you know, uh, roasted plantain. So this, I buy one CD, 50 pesos, and then granite, 50 pesos. So that's two CDs, that's your lunch. CDs, that's it. No, that's it. Two CDs. Yeah. Or you bread. See, look or look bread, how the men are looking at, look how the boys are looking at you. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, look at no, them. that's it. You can't believe it, eh? They don't believe it, too. Sit down. You see... I brought them not to embarrass them, but to show you that there's no grown-up who eats like that. For as long as you are eating, it's one of the evidences of a child. It's a child who eats for as long as there is food. No grown-up. No grown-up. No grown-up. That's why you are all children. So now I would, so now when I say it, you cannot challenge me. Now you understand what I'm saying. You are children. Ha! Huh. 26 and down. I remember one of my children's. Today is a 30-year-old man. It doesn't happen. One day. One day. In my house at that time, we used to buy a certain bread. When this bread comes, all of us, we will eat, we are full, two days. When this guy is coming, I will buy this one bread for everybody and buy one more for he alone. Another day. We are just defining who a child is. I opened the tin of Milo. 
the following day I came back. Then I started working in my kitchen. Who has poured my milo? I don't like such things that you people do. I don't like such things that you people do. Who has poured my milo? I just opened this milo yesterday. Look at it. It's three quarters, almost more than half gone. I don't like such things. Just last night before I went out, I opened it. You know, I don't like a lot of talking like that in my house. But this one was too much for me. Just too much. When I was saying it, all these my daughters in the house, they were just standing there. They were actually laughing. The laughter crowds even annoying me more. Then one of them, one of the ladies, girls, just mentioned one name. Then she went to the cupboard. She picked a cup. It's a soup cup. It's not. A... She called the name of the child responsible for this misdeed and then showed me the soup cup it's, that the person had poured all the milo inside about one soup cup and drank it it's, look it's only a child i'm telling you i'm telling you <laughs> you know it's not even that we are thinking about tomorrow as an adult there's an automatic cut off automatic one of my young men who has become an older man, I will remember when he came to report himself because his wife was complaining. His wife said that he's eating too much, that he has eaten six balls of cake. I said, no, no, it's not true. No, 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 it's not true. It's not true. Mommy, I ate only five. The last one, I mashed it. <laughs> Lady Reverend, today, do you think that that guy will be doing the same thing? Ah, it's not true. He didn't eat six balls. He ate five and he matched the last one. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are a soul winner, you will be interested in children also. Because you will know that they are fertile ground. Fertile ground. Your colleagues, all of them, the most of the campus, 26 and under. All children. Hey. Hmm. Are you in the church? And you see, that is because those are the ages at which people start things. They are we smoking, they started as young people. Yes. All the womanizing, it starts at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you go and womanize. Huh? Your video is now around the whole. Hey, me, I couldn't watch the video. I couldn't. When I started out, I, I was embarrassed. Oh, 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 I was embarrassed. Oh, adult pan. I'm why you say to say aquala. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not right. It starts as a young person, and that is why if you are able to get Christ into those young people you've really done something. Are you with me? Yeah. And that's why on our campuses, you see we have town centers, they have their own message. But we also have campus centers. And we won't stop. We won't stop. Many, if they leave campus not born again, that's it. That's it. Even when you're in a town center, catch the young people. There are a lot of young people. Ghana is a, is a country of young people. Yes. The population of 1 to 25 is much higher than the population of 80, 70, 80, 60, 70, 80. Yes. 
I think our life expectancy is about 59. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Number three, be a soul winner because many people are called to be soul winners. Matthew 22 verse 14, many are called but few are chosen. Number four, be a soul winner because it is not the preserve of a few. Are you there? What do I mean by it's not the preserve of a few? There are people who think that the soul winning is the task of the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers. Are you there? And what we are saying is, no, it's not like that. It's a call to everybody who is a Christian. It is a call that you must be a soul winner. Are you here? William Booth is the founder of the Salvation Army. And he is the one who said, not called, did you say? They said, you have not heard the call, rather. It's not that you are not called. It's that you have not heard the call. Are you there? I said, are you there? Yeah. This camp is making you into a soul winner. Hallelujah. In this church, you see, for as long as the church wins souls, the churches will be full. When you see any church where they are fighting a lot, they have stopped winning souls. And that's why they can begin to fight. The church will split over a comma in the wrong place. Uh-huh. You see, if we just stay in this room, we don't have anything doing. Enche. Yeah. Enche. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. But as you have come here, you have pre- You see, by the time you get to bed, you are so tired, you actually want to sleep. You chat with your friends more, then you, have, then you go and sleep. Are you there? Yeah. But if you just leave us here doing nothing, apart from we'll sing your bed, then we'll dance, then we'll do film stars. Soon, two film stars will be, will be fighting because you didn't give me the lead role. Two dancers will say, I dance better than you. Some people, yeah, yeah. No, just because we're not doing anything. Yeah. We're not doing anything. And that idleness, so, so the Lord gave us work to do. Are you with me? He gave us work to do. And as you do that work, you don't have time for a lot of other things. A lot of things that are not necessary. Are you seeing it? You don't have time to fight another church. You fight another church, you have time. You should watch some of the people who are seriously into Church of Pentecost. They don't have time. They don't have time. Yeah, they don't have time at all. They are so busy. So a lot of the infighting that happens in some places, you see that. You don't see it among some of their pastors. They are so busy. They have to do this, they have to do that, they have to do that. They are over pressure. Pressure. Are you there? And that's one of the churches that has kept the preaching of the gospel. Uh, maybe you didn't know. Next time you come out of your house, you're just passing, you see some small gathering over there, like there. Go and ask. There may be Church of Pentecost. Yeah? I know because there's a large park just where we live in Accra, and there's always a crusade going on there. And it's because the different Church of Pentecost, and you know, where they are, maybe there's no place to do the crusade. And so they'll move it to the park all the time. That's what made me take note of them. All the time. And different sizes. Sometimes it's a little one. Sometimes it's a big one, and they'll tell you that they have their riches or say whatever. I don't know. They are they are divided in some way, organized in some way, and based on that organization. Are you with me? So if you will follow it, eh, you will not have time to fight about a lot of things. And that is what God gave us to take care of us, the winning of souls. Are you here? All right. Become a soul winner because soul winning gives great joy and energy to your life become a soul winner. It brings great joy. If you are struggling with depression, please start to win souls. 
it will counter it in another way. It's better than any medicine. Amen? It will counter it. Sometimes, you see, some of you who are depressed, you think that it's because of something that makes a person depressed. Not necessarily. A person is depressed because they are depressed. Yeah. And there's more and more of that. There are also times when people are depressed over something. But what I'm saying is that the joy that comes from winning souls is like a medicine. I hope you are with me. Let's look at Luke chapter 10. Luke 10, 1. And verse 1 and verse 17. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. You remember the scripture where he said, don't take anything, just go and preach. Look at their response in verse 17. The 17 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Are you seeing it? So anytime you witness, how many of you have witnessed to somebody and you have been so happy that you shared the gospel? Yeah. It brings its own joy. It brings its own joy. And you find yourself repeating it and doing it again and again. It's a joy you cannot explain. It's just like when a woman is giving birth. If you go to the labor ward, you swear that this person should have a child again. I'm dying. I'm dying. You would have thought, after all this screaming which has lasted two days, that that's it. It's like Charlie. I won't have a child again. When that, not a year later, when she holds the baby in her hands, it's over. That happiness, it wipes away. Even the Bible says that she doesn't remember it. Yes. She doesn't remember. Doesn't remember, Kra. The way it is, I had an Indian friend. When he went, we were staying in a country where when the woman is going to deliver, the man must go. Oh, yes, it's good for you. Are you there? Yeah. The man must be there. And the place is set up like that. So you, you will be there till your wife, your baby comes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you call yourself father. <laughs> By the time you're calling yourself father, you know that something. <laughs> so, this is our Indian friend. He was also a student doing his further course, and he, his wife was going to deliver. And he had to go and be there. When he came back, he said, No, 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 no. Hey! We will have only one child. Nobody should go through this twice. No, 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 no. Not at all. Ah, it's too bad. It cannot. Look. We will have one child. We will have one child. No, this is the man. He said, we will have one child. <laughs> no, it's not happening again. No, 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 no. Ah, what? After some years. After some years. The wife wanted a second. The person who went through, the, through it wanted a second child. The man said, no, 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 no. Ah, it is illegal. It cannot happen. The wife had to come and call us because my husband had gone through it twice. He said, oh, please. It will be okay. Yeah, that's how they have two children. The man said, no. But you see, the difference between the man and the woman is that after going through all that, she went through it. So when she got the child, the joy erased uh-huh. The man was happy for the child, but he had not been through the suffering she had been through. But that, it's also a type of suffering to be there. You can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. Hey? Oh, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Kai. God, you know, if we don't experience nothing, don't bring yourself at all. <laughs> but you see, what is it that makes the woman want a child? If you see a woman who has one child and she wants another one, you would think that one child will make the desire for a second one reduce. It's not like that. No, 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 no. She wants another. The desire for another child. Yes. And that is how it is when you win a soul. The joy of it, it affects you. It affects you. So the, when you remember how happy you were when this person gave their life to Christ, all the others who didn't, it fades away. It fades away. Recently, as we were planning to go, we're going again for, in March for some crusades. Then I said, ah, I began to remember our last crusades, how we struggled. Hey! I wake up in the morning, I said, what is this that we have? Why cry did we say we are coming here? Hey! Are you there? And I told God that, Lord, in fact, if you don't sort out this, 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 that, we won't go. By the time I finished praying, I picked my phone. I said, brother, please go and do investigate the first round of... We are going. Whether he provides it or not, we are going. Yeah! Because the joy you see people that you don't know coming to give their lives to Christ. Hey, one of the nights I was standing in the middle of a, a, this, this Islamic place. Later, Seto came to talk to me. He said that as he was moving around, making sure things, he said that the Lord said that my presence is here. Then he said, Lord, if your presence is here, I want to see a sign. I had not prayed for anybody. In the middle of the preaching, some woman, the demon started to come out. Yeah. She came to testify after that. When you remember, ah, it's like Charlie, we'll go again. Again, we don't know how we'll go. We don't know how we'll get there. We don't know what equipment we'll use. We don't know where we'll stay. We don't know food, what food we'll eat. Have you heard the pastor? I'm saying he's answering, but we are going. But we are going. Yeah. We just go. Charlie, we are coming to come and win souls. Because as you see it, it is something. Oh. When you are there, certain lady, she came to stand there. She said, I've not been well. Then she told us how long she had had the, the sickness. Hey, as she was there, the thing has gone. Oh, man, you now. You go again. You go again. Are you there? You go again. Hey, as you are there, you see people giving their lives to Christ. You will go again. Hallelujah. It brings a certain joy and a certain energy. And some of you who have basantes where there's no life, Take them so winning. A center, the center is down. Do something. Abba. Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Are you in the church? Yeah. It brings energy. It brings life. Everybody is busy. Everybody is doing something. Amen. And this semester we are coming to do crusades there. Yeah. And let me show you something. Let me show you something. You will have members who will feel that I cannot do anything. Tell them that if you can't do anything, just come and sit on a chair for me. Just come and sit on a chair. Do you know why? If you go and do a crusade and you put the chairs there, nobody's in the chairs. Nobody will sit. Nobody will sit. As soon as you get some 40 people come and sit, other people, those you really want to reach, 
will come and sit. So if you have members of your region who are not doing anything, but all they can do is come and sit, they become an anchor, sitting stars. So tell them, just come and be a sitting star for me. Yeah. Because they are sitting, somebody who needs to hear will also feel that, oh, you are like me. Then they too, they'll come and sit. Then this one too will come and sit. But if you leave the chairs empty, that your visitors will sit. It doesn't work like that. You need some sitting stars. So tell them, okay, you are afraid. You say you cannot win swords. You can't bring anybody. No problem. I'll go and bring the people. But you come and be a sitting star for me. Just be a sitting star. Your whole work for that whole crusade. Sit down. Occupy a space. Occupy a space. Occupy. Occupy. No, you see other people coming to sit. Are you in the house? And this semester, we are going to do it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to do it. Whatever part you play in it, when they are sharing the proceeds, you are inside. Oh, yes. If you see the thieves going to steal, then look out, also get some. Meanwhile, the lookout is the one who can run away when they are coming to catch you. Because he wasn't inside, he's a lookout. He's looking to say they are coming or whatever. When they are sharing the proceeds, he also has his share. Meanwhile, he didn't do any dangerous anything. He didn't slip into the house. He didn't break the door. He didn't go and collect anything. He was just the lookout. Just the lookout. He'll get some. He'll get some. Hallelujah. Only a sitting star. Oh, they can all do. I said, they, who cannot be a sitting star? Everybody, everybody can be a sitting star. Hey, hallelujah. Are you with me? And some of you, you need some joy in your life. This is what you need to do. Oh, yes. It takes your mind off your own problems and your own issues. You must be a soul winner because soul winning generates divine support and protection. I've said so much about this already. It generates so much divine support. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, it says that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So if your one sinner who is repenting is bringing joy into the kingdom, then you who's bringing the joy, are you not important? I say, are you not important? Yeah. And that alone guarantees you something. Hallelujah. Psalm 91, reading from verse 14, it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. Are you seeing it? I will deliver him. Can you see it? I will set him on high. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. Why? Because the person loves me. And he says that how does he know that you love him? You are doing what he has asked you to do. Great commission. You are doing what he has asked you to do. And that's what he says. That's how he says love is. We like to say love is what we think. That's why you can be bringing something to some guy all the time. The guy says, I don't feel loved. Yeah. There's a story that I, it's a true story actually, and it said a lot. There was this man and his wife who came to see a counselor, a Christian counselor. And this counselor used to write a lot about how people perceive love. He wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. Now, in one of the examples that he gave, he said this couple came to him, and the, the man said that his wife says she doesn't feel loved. She wants to leave the marriage because she doesn't feel loved. And the man says, I don't understand. He says, I do everything. He gets home before her. He does the cooking in the house. 
washing up, he helps her. All the things Ghanaian men can't even understand. He does all. He does all. He says weekend, Saturday, he'll mow the lawn. I mean, the things, and still the woman is saying that she doesn't feel loved. So he has brought his wife to the counselor to say, what again do you want me to do? Are you there? Then the counselor asked the woman. Then the woman said, if only he doesn't mind waiting, I will get home 30, 40 minutes after him. I can cook the food we will eat. I can wash the dishes. I can do everything that he's saying that he will do. All of that, I don't have a problem with it. All I want is for him to sit down and talk to me. That's all I want. Just talk to me. And the man said, ah, I don't understand. So that's why the counselor was explaining to him. Then the counselor said, you see, you the man know, in your books, acts of service are what show you love. In her books, quality time is what shows her love. So you are showing love how you believe love should be expressed. She, she, it doesn't, she doesn't mind at all. So sit down. So then the man turned to the wife the man turned to the wife and said, so, you are saying that I don't need to cook anything. Cook. She said, well, you don't need to. I'll come and do it. Just be patient for me to get home. I'll do it. I don't need to do the vacuum. She said, oh, at all. I can do the vacuum myself. I don't need to help you. Do it. She said, no, 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 no. You don't have to do it. All I have to do is to sit in the sofa and sit by you and talk to you 20, 30 minutes a day. That's all. She said, yes. That's... The man said, oh, I can do that. I can do that. What, what is the essence of what I'm saying to you? What is the essence of what I'm saying to you? The person you are trying to show love is what they say is love to them. That's what you need to do. Not what you think love is. So you think that loving God, I have to worship battle the prince. Uh-huh. the presence then yes then yes I've shown God that I love him I've shown God that I love him are you there so I'll organize some praise session well, there's nothing wrong with doing a praise session what I'm saying is that he said that if you want to show me that you love me the thing I ask you to do that do it. Then I'll know that you love me. Then I'll know. So all this I feel is uh, you can do. It's not a problem. But if you want me to know that you love me, do my commandments. Do what I've asked you to do. If you do it, then I'll know that you love me. If you do what I've asked you to do, then I know that you love me. Amen. And he is saying that go and tell people about me. Go and witness. Go and do go to all the world preach, teach baptize go and say it then I'll know that you love me then you are saying oh Lord if I can come and do praises and worship if I lie down on the floor then you know that I love you pa. if as we are singing I lift my hands up then you know that I love you pa. if I, as I'm worshiping I'm crying you know that I love you pa. all those things are part of our Christian life but he says that no, it's not it's, it's like the woman said listen I can do my own crying when I'm ready <laughs> that, that, look if you will not praise me stones cry I can get them to do some yeah stones cry I can get them to do 
children cry, I can get them to do. So that one is not the issue. The issue is that if I know, for me to know that you love me, do the things I've asked you to do. And what has he asked us to do? It's clear. It's clear. Hmm. Wow. Are you in the church this morning? Yeah. I hope you are beginning to understand things. You see, that is why for us in this church, many things don't move us all. Yeah. I'm not moved by your dreams. I'm not moved by your visions. A lot of things. Doesn't move Enjoy them. They are good things to have, but it's not what... He didn't say that if you love me, it's by the visions. All the dreams, all the revelations. You see, all those things are important in your life. They are important for you. I hope you understand. So understand it in the right context. When you are reading the word of God and you get a revelation, it makes you understand it. So it's good for you. But he, it doesn't do anything for him. I think you are getting me now. Uh-huh. He doesn't feel your love by that. The fact that you had the revelation as you read the scripture this morning. He, he gave it. It's to help you. It's not for him to feel loved. But if you want him to feel loved, tell people about him all the time. Everywhere, anywhere, anytime. I was so blessed after 31st once. Somebody sent me a text after about a few days and a person says that, said that my vow to God this year is that every day I will preach to one person. I thought it was beautiful. And the guy is doing it and he's winning the souls. Oh yeah. Every day. So if God is coming to look at some of us and look at us and say, this guy, he really loves me. Because he has gone out if you go out of your way to preach one soul a day. It's not simple. But I think it's really nice. Yes, and I'll encourage many of you to do it. So as you're on your way to class, the person who walks by you, you sit in the taxi, the person who's there, yeah. You see, are you there? Then God will know that you love him. Then he'll know that you love him. That you are winning souls, talking to people. And you may think it's nothing, but it's something. It's something, pa. There was a time in Tamale we had witnessed so much that when you sit in a taxi and you start, no, they say you are from Lighthouse. Eh? <laughs> you are from Lighthouse. Eh? Yeah. You see, people may be inter- irritated with you. And the interesting thing is that they were not irritated at all. Many of our members at times will come and say they got a free taxi ride. Yeah. The people appreciated it, whether or not they, they, they accepted. I hope you get it. They just felt that somebody is interested in me. Yeah. Are you there? Another time we went to the enclave where the prostitutes are. And we said that we have come. Oh, yeah. We just came and we preached. Yeah. Are you there? Hey, the way you are quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then for quite a, in fact, up till now, prison preaching, just going to the prisons, preaching, preaching, preaching. You may say, what is the use of that? There is a use. One day we had gone to have a crusade in some, it was, it was an outdoor convention, but it became like a crusade in some part of the northern region, down near Zabzugutatale area. And on the last night when we were leaving, a certain young man ran and called me. And when I turned, then he said, I know you. I said, oh, okay. He said, you, I was in prison in Tamale, and you came to preach there. 
And that's where I gave my life to Christ. I've said my term and I'm out. And that's where I'm from, so I'm back in the village. I was happy, eh? Oh, I felt that. Ah, oh, the preacher at least, someone so. Yeah, prayed with him and left. It's a very powerful something. Are you there? I still remember that same night. In fact, we were on our way to a house where the program was over and a young girl had run up to us and told us that her father, she was in the church, but her father was not. And she said her father is dying. I wanted us to go and pray for his, him to be healed. When we got there, I was Lady Reverend Humi. When we looked at the man, we knew that this one, it's not healing we should be thinking about. Oh. And so we just said, do you believe in Jesus? Will you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And we led the old man to Christ. We finished the program about 11 p.m. And in those days, it was before the days of um, armed robbers. <laughs> so when we finished, we decided that we're going to drive back to Tamale. It was a four-hour drive on Bad Road. Four, four and a half hours. Probably more. Probably more. Because we got, oh, something more. Something to go something. Oh, it was more cry. I remember that as I was arriving in my house, dawn, I was arriving in the house, and my phone began to ring. And when I looked, it was the pastor of that young girl. And when I picked the phone, he was calling me to tell me the old man had just gone to heaven. Saved like, what do you call it? He said, Charlie, maybe that's why we went. When you win souls, eh? Ah, my friend, I felt that all that had happened, you know, if it's just for those two things, showed me that it's worth it. It's worth it. Hallelujah. Are you going to be winning souls? Or you are still thinking about yourself? Me, my eye, my clothes, my marks. Some of you, you are saying, yeah, yeah, as soon as you have exams to do, your things will come. And they are saying that. Um, Dennis, do you have your tell them here? Let me have a copy. I want to show you something. I want to read something. Thank you. Why are they worrying you like that? They should leave it for me. And someone. Oh, for you, Christians will not change because of you. That's how Christians from the days of John the Baptist until now. That's how Christians are. <laughs> Hallelujah. Next one. Oh, are you going to win souls? It's a serious question I'm asking you. Yeah. You will see some joy enter into your life. Supernatural. Over and above all the things that are disturbing your young mind. Hallelujah. And you will also experience deliverance. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You'll be delivered from many situations. Yeah. The next one, probably the last one in this. In this. Oh, is that in the session? But you must know that we have not closed. It's just in this segment. <laughs> you must be a soul winner because soul winning helps you to avoid a false balance. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 1 that the Lord, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. A false balance. When something is not balanced. Are you here? What does it mean by something is not balanced? If we need to carry, I'm looking for something that we need to carry. 
not a human being. Are, are you a thing? Ah, something. Let's say that the chair is not. Is there a heavier chair somewhere? No, there's no. It's too light. But is it attached? Is the monitor attached? If it's attached, we can't move it. It's not attached. Good. I need five guys to come. Come. Five guys. They say it's light. I need something heavy. The chair you are carrying is it heavy. The bike. Oh, I need something heavy. But the combo is attached. I don't want to pick something that's attached. By the time you are coming to put it together again, now it's my bag. I want something light. The what? Otherwise, I have to use a human being. And because you people are naughty. Okay. Maybe you want to pass the other way and come. Powerful. But who is that who imagines that will carry a girl? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Is it a girl I'd carry if we're going to carry somebody? What you thinking? Okay. Just bring it. Can you move? So that he can. Just put it down here for me. Thank you very much. Right, our brothers are going to carry this table for us across the room. All right. Can you immediately see something that's wrong? <laughs> what is happening? I'm demonstrating to you a false balance. Uh, don't let the guy fall down. You are very silly. <laughs> Put it down. What is happening? Have you noticed something? Four of them are on one side. One person is on the other. The four crowd, they're on the lighter side. And then they've left the one side, the one with a few drawers a little heavier, for one smaller person. A person is even smaller in stature than them. Can you imagine? Are you seeing it? That's a false balance. That's a false balance. Balance it well, let's see. Balance it well. And carry it, carry it out, please. Carry it out. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. So... The Bible says that God does not like it. Now, why are we saying that there's a false balance? There is a false balance because when people want to start a church or when people want to do the work of God, they go to the place where the work of God has been done over and over and over and over again, where it is light. While there are whole places that no gospel has gone. Are you there? Even in our country, it is so. 
People never hear God telling them to go and start a church outside Accra or outside the city. They only hear a church in the city. That's why I know it's not God. Because God doesn't love people in the hinterland less than he loves them. It's an, it is an imbalance. Exactly what you have seen here. You see, if you were passing and you saw this picture, you would have wondered that these guys, what's wrong with them? Ah, is something gone wrong? How can four of you, and you are even bigger too, how can all of you just leave the thing for one small boy to carry? Immediately, something will make you ask them, that, oh, but you people, stop what you are doing. True or lie? But this is what we have in the world today. That people go to start churches, people go to win souls, people go to do things where? Where it has already been done. Or where it is already being done. It's not that there are no souls there, but it's already being done. Meanwhile, where there's no, and we can show you whole towns in Ghana. No church. No church. You don't have to go far at all. Just 10 of the main road. Drive 10 minutes. 15 minutes. You're in places where not one church. Not there's a mosque. Not one church. Not one. Town after town after town. How come our prophets never prophesy that somebody should go there? Every time they see somebody starting a new church, it's always a new church in the neighborhood. It's a false balance. And that picture is not just a national picture. It's a worldwide picture. Those who do statistics say that 94% of all preaching is done in areas that have already been evangelized. And only that, sorry, 94%. <laughs> Let me read my sentence well. <laughs> Are you there? 94% of ministers are preaching to 9% of the world's population. And 6% of ministers are struggling with the remaining 90, what? 91%. And it's from this imbalance. We don't want to go where, whatever. And so because of that, <laughs> I'm reading it again. 94% of ministers are preaching to 9% of the world's population. And 6% of all ministers are struggling with the remaining 91% of the harvest. The harvest is plentiful. Yeah. And some of you who are here, my prayer is that you will go and join the 6%. Yeah. Join the 6%. It's not as difficult as you think. Yeah. If you take 100 people and you put them to stand here, 60 of them are from Asia. Yes. From 100 people, 60 of them are in Asia. So by going to do a work in Asia, you will be tackling that 91%. You'll be part of the 9%. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. As many of you, even if you want to go and do your further studies, you are thinking of what? Okay. Canada. You see, you are like an unbeliever. You are like an unbeliever. And that's why you are even struggling to go. No, I'm telling you a fact. I'm telling you a fact. Yeah. And these days, Ghanaians go to other places. When they go to Asia, they only go to think about pockets. Because there's money there too. That's all they go and think about. But if you will make it your ambition to go there because of the gospel, God will open the door for you. 
Oh, yeah. I'm serious about what I'm saying. Hmm? Hey, the church is quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And we have people there. There was a young man and his wife. They were in the UK. They left the UK. They went to India. India became difficult because of the regulations. If you are not doing, if you are not in school, you can't be there. They were given the option. Do you want to return to UK? They said, la, la, la. They will not go back. They went to Thailand. That's how we have a church in Thailand. Yeah. And the church is surviving. They have their two children. They're speaking Thai. Yeah. But they're only one couple. If I tell you that you should apply for a school in Thailand, you say, um, if my mother said that uh, I should apply and go and stay with her sister who is living in the back of Canada. Your mouth. That's why you'll be an illegal immigrant there. No, it's true. These places is not hard at all to go. Yes. Many of the places the school fees are like Ghana. So if you could go to Ghana and someone's paying fees, the same person can pay for you over there. Yeah. Hey. Church is quiet. Yeah. I know another couple like that. They went to Malaysia. But you see, if you see the population there, you will know that our landing to people in Malaysia, we haven't done anything. The place is hey. hey. Do you want to understand what human beings? When you say human being, you should go to Asia to understand human being. <laughs> human being. <laughs> people. Hey. Souls. Souls. Are you here? Today I'm planting you, you a seed that I pray will germinate. That if I want to win souls, let me go to where the human beings are. Let me go to where the souls are. In the name of Jesus. And if it is your desire, God will open the doors. I'm telling you. You open it, cry. And you go and win souls. You see, there are churches in some of these countries. But when they go, they go and gather Ghanaians there. We, that's not our calling. Maybe that's their calling, but we, that's not our calling. Uh-huh. Church of Pentecost calling was to a particular people. That's why even in their churches outside, they speak to you there. So, yes. Now that's their calling. Don't despise it. You are not... Uh-huh. That's their calling. Many of our people, but for Church of Pentecost, they would have been armed robbers where they are. Uh-huh. So when they get there, they gather, they become... A re- and the people really go. The churches are huge. So you can see that if they didn't go good. But we, that's not our calling. When we go to the country, our calling is to the people in that country. Uh-huh. Are you there? Our South African church has South Africans in it. In fact, it's a South African church. The Ghanaians are the pastor, his wife, and their three children. <laughs> are you there? Yeah. If you go to Zambia, our Zambian church, has, it is a Zambian church. Yeah. And now we have pastors who are Zambian, South African. If you go to Thailand, the people in the church, they are Thai. Yeah. If you go everywhere that you go, that we have, the people from there are. Yeah. That is our calling. You see. And if that's our calling, we have to go and, we have to go and do. Amen. Amen. So what you are practicing here as you are in school, and you are working, and you are practicing, God will open doors for you, I tell you. If it's your desire, he'll open the door. He'll open the door. I was so blessed to go and meet the, um, the, the, our Ghanaians who are in the Dubai church. Yeah. yeah. We didn't go to church. Actually, <laughs> we were praying that we said, oh, we won't go to church. We don't want to preach. We had forgotten that over there because of the way things are. Church is Friday. So by the time we're calling to ask that, hey, where's the church? We met here on Friday. We met yesterday. We said, hey, sir, 
So we ended up just meeting the, a few of the leaders and having a chat with them. And these are people who were in other parts of the world. And they opened the door. They went and they are working in Dubai. And they have a church. And they are witnessing to people and bringing the people there. Hey, are you there? Yeah. So turn to your neighbor and say, this is your mind that is only where money is and things. Amen. Are you there? Yeah. And when and you see when they go, I mean, it's it's another life because remember that it has a joy with it. Yeah, it has a joy with it. Amen. So today I hope that your mind is changing. Hope that your mind is changing. We are here. This here we are we are just practicing for what we'll do over there. Mm. Mm. So. I'm reading, I'm going to read something from here. How many anointed charismatic pastors would opt to go to remote parts of any country? After visiting the north of Ghana, I realized that many people live in abject poverty. I realized how difficult it must have been for any missionary, Ghanaian or otherwise, to live there. Today, people are no longer willing to make great sacrifices for the expansion of the gospel. gospel. Dear friend, we need to remember that people lay down their lives for the establishment of the church. I appreciate the Swiss, German, and Scottish missionaries who came to Ghana many years ago and established the church. Many of them died of malaria. They would send back messages saying that all the missionaries sent were dead. And the churches in Europe would respond by sending more missionaries. You see, this thing is an indictment on us. Because we have gone over there, but our mind is not on witnessing to them. Our mind is on money. Many missionaries died and others, such as Reverend F. Abram Sayer, 1968 to 69, eh, sorry, 1868 to 69, they were captured and taken to Kumasi by Ashanti invaders. Many of these missionaries, such as Johannes Kristala, achieved, those of you in the ABMTC, you know that you have a Kristala restaurant, it's named after this man, achieved remarkable milestones, such as the tree translation of the Bible, tree grammar, a collection of 3,600 tree proverbs and tree translations of Christian doctrinal works. Johannes Zimmerman founded the Basel Mission Schools at Osu and Abokobi in 1854. He also made notable translations into the Ga language. All of this means that European men of God laid down their lives in Ghana for the establishment of the church. They did it at a time when there were no airplanes, electricity, running water, cars, televisions, and telephones. Even now, with these comforts readily available, people are not prepared to go on similar sacrificial missionary journeys. These apostles came. 
knowing that their predecessors had died or had been captured and killed. You may curse the white man for the slave trade. However, there were some genuine apostles who brought the gospel to us in Africa. They learned our language. They translated the Bible for us. They lived and died amongst a strange people. All this for the love of Christ. Where is the sacrificial love for the gospel and for our Lord? I have the feeling that heaven will reveal a host of unknown heroes. The people we hail today as great men of God may not be the ones to receive the laurels on prize-giving day in heaven. If we, in our own country, are not prepared to lay down our lives for this gospel, the church is not going to expand. It is time for us to send people out to remote towns and villages where Christ is not known. It is time for us to return to the days of true missionaries. It is time for pastors to decide whether they are called or whether they are looking for another job avenue. I remember attending a funeral in the Equiapim Mountains of Ghana. While at the cemetery waiting for the burial service to start, I decided to take a stroll through the graveyard. I read the names on some of the tombs. Initially, I thought I would only see the names of the local Equiapim people, but I was surprised to find the names of Swiss and German people on some of the tombstones. I realized that I was looking at the names of Swiss missionaries who had died on those mountains a hundred years ago. It struck me that these people had paid a great price for the church to expand to Ghana. Today, if I do an altar call asking for missionaries to go to certain remote places, I will get little or no response. However, if I do an altar call for missionaries to go to New York or Paris, I will have a huge response. What is happening? Do we really care about the lost or are we only concerned about becoming affluent and popular pastors in big cities? Are you there? Is it true or not true? Yeah. It's time for us to stop thinking in a certain way. Tell your neighbor, let's start thinking properly. And if you are going to think properly, think properly now. Mm. Hey. hey, you know this thing we used to do, Tafiakwa? Yeah. And you know the story behind it, isn't it? Some of you know the story. Mm-hmm. A certain pastor was preaching. He turned to his pastor and said, I see you becoming my pastor in New York. The man jumped at him, Ben, I receive it. Now, as I see you becoming my pastor in Philadelphia, the guy jumps up and said, I receive it. I see you becoming my pastor in Toronto. The other person says, I receive it. And I see you becoming my, my pastor in Baltimore. I receive it. Then he turns to one guy, I see you becoming my pastor in Togo. And the guy said, Tafiakwa. Are you there? He <laughs> said, Tafiakwa. <laughs> You see, the reason is because what is motivating people to say I receive it is that there's money there. There's comfort there. The thing is better than where I come from. It's not how the church grows. It, that is not it. That is not it. Are you there? In 1995, when we went to Tamale, Tamale was just a town. They had just recovered from, they had just ended the war with the concombers at the time. The tensions were still there. The road, the town had one traffic light, which was not working. All the roads were so dusty that 
In fact, when I used to go to work and I'm coming back, there was a slope. And as I'm going down the slope and I look at the hill in front there, the cloud of dust would be hanging over there. But God sent us there. I remember that as we were leaving, my sister-in-law asked the question, so your children, what language would they speak? We didn't know. If God sends you to a place, you cannot answer the questions before you go. You go. Hey, brother, don't close your eyes when I'm preaching, no. Uh, sit down. It's not your business. Sit down. The person who it is has understood the message. Uh, are you in the house? Yeah. They asked us that as we are going, what school would our children go to? Go to? The answer is that we don't know. They asked us that as we are going, where will we live? The answer was that we don't know. The answer was that, so what language would they speak? The answer was that we don't know. But we went. And if you ask us, that's why I said one of the nice things about her being a little older is that the jury is out. And there is not one regret. Not one. Not one regret. Yeah. Does it mean that every day was simple? No, it doesn't mean that every day was simple. We drove when we got there. We got there on a Friday. By Monday, my husband was in hospital. He was ill. The nurse who was treating him was drunk. A man. <laughs> he said what? And I was running between where we had left our things. At that time, my last child was five months old. I left him in the house and I'd come and look at, be with my husband and then I'd go back and forth. And as I was walking into the room, remember at this point we had not done anything. We had not even, we had just arrived. We had just arrived. We hadn't done anything. We hadn't even started the church. But as I entered my room that night, I heard the voice of Satan. I will kill him. The mattress was on the floor and I fell onto the floor crying. And I picked up my Bible and the Lord said, open Psalm 91. And I opened Psalm 91. He who dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. Are you there? He will say of my God, you are my refuge and my fortress. In him do I trust. It's a very beautiful psalm. And I prayed the psalm. Well, as you can see, the man is not dead. <laughs> are you there he's not dead and the jury is out the man is not dead and it was the first of many different kinds of interesting battles after a while every Saturday night one of our three children will be ill amen is understanding coming so this your devotion to comfort is not going to help you the Bible says what? Cast your bread upon the waters. After many days. Are you here? After many days. You see. <laughs> I can tell you story after story. Oh yeah. Story after story. Because a few years have passed. But you have far more. You see at your age I was not yet on the mission field. So you have far more. Stories to tell of people who are in your room with you now whose lives will change because you shared about Jesus. Yeah. When we go back and we see what God has done with the little fruits. Yeah. 
you'll be amazed. He said, really? Those two by four things I was doing, is that it? Is that it? So I said, I'm going to bust your stories. We'll not live here today. <laughs> Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. And that's why you must begin to love the things of God. That's all I'm asking you. I mean, I'm asking of you. And just do what he asks you to do. He will have your back. He will have your back. Because all the while we were doing these things, he had our back. All the time we're doing these things, he had our back. Yeah. He had our back. What is humming? I think we can switch it off for now when we need it. Amen. Yeah. He'll have your back cry. He will sort you out. Doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't come. He comes. But you see, he still comes. Even now that you're not doing anything, he comes. <laughs> Shababu. Yeah. Hallelujah. And so it's time to move out of your comfort zone. For many of you, you are still around this area. Do your best while you are here. And when it is time to move on, ask God what he thinks about it. Yeah. Hey. You see, because some of you, I can't even send you from campus to KST to go and win a soul, to go and help. Hmm. 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 Recently, as we were making plans and saying that we're going to do some crusades in places, then somebody mentioned some of the other campuses where we have a church. And I said, you see, the way your minds work, if I come today and say we are going to do a crusade at the University of Education, the, uh, the, the Kumase campus, you just, you know, it's like it doesn't concern me. Me, I'm a tech student. I'm okay. My bed is fine. My room is fine. My course is fine. My center is working. My bus center is okay. My bus center is fine. What do I have to do with some miserable people in a university that I don't even know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but is there not a center there? Can they not do it? If you, your one center, asked you to go and do a crusade on KNUC campus, can you do? Can you do? No, but are you there? If you don't do, you will also not have anything to say. Yeah. You will also not have anything to say. Wow. The Great Commission. And God uses it to bless you. Huh. You just watch, you just look around. That's why I'm saying that your generation, you are blessed. The jury is out. When we went, there was nothing like that. There was nothing to look at yet. You have just taken your faith and believed God that it will be well. That's all. You think that there was a program that went and punched him. Quack, 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 quack. First child will be a pastor. Quack, quack, quack. We'll finish up. We have a degree. Second child. No, no, no. You have picked your life and you have gone there. Yeah. And you learn. You learn how to be there. That's that's how I became a quack doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I've cured a lot of people in my life. <laughs> because where I was staying, the hospital was a dangerous place. Hey! Tamale Hospital, Kata, tell me whether it's true or it's not true. It's a dangerous place. Hey. If you leave yourself, if you go with one disease, you return with four. Hey. Lady, remember me what I'm saying is it true or it's not true? She used to work there. What I'm saying is it true or it's not true? If you joke, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are very quiet. Too. You are just. <laughs> no, it's true. Hey, 
If you joke, and part of it, I think, is because in Islam, there's no sanctity of life. Yeah. The thing that makes us preserve life, it's not there. So the carelessness is everywhere in Ghana, but there, it's very high. It's very high. And that's where I learned as a pastor's wife, if my, my person is going, if you are going on delivery, we will have our person there. If they say they have to do CS, we had a whole, what? what? <laughs> I had a whole team that gets into work because one person is going for the delivery because we buried the baby sky. And after a while, I said, you people, no, we won't leave them for you. We'll not leave them for you. So as they are going for CS, you are there doing, but you don't know that their midwife who has come here a bit. She's a lighthouse as you are doing your things. She's praying. Are you there? As you are refusing to make the decision, she says she's coming, she's going to washroom, she has sent take, take it. Look, uh, text. These people, they are fooling over here. Yeah. Then when you finish, we'll carry you to our house. We'll go and look after our person ourselves. We'll need them for you. For you to do free chatting. The, the patient is there after the thing. If you, you are supposed to take temperature every day so that you know whether infection is coming. They will, not, they will just free chat. So temperature is coming, though. But someone take it temperature and tell man. Then we'll have all the nurses in the church. Then they'll schedule. I'll come there from 8 to 10. Now they, they used to be in my house. I had a room in my house. That's the word. <laughs> oh, crap. Are you there? After a while, lab technicians in the church, nurses in the church, doctors in the church, surgeons. In the, the only thing that was not in the church was a mushroom man. But apart from that, every part. Yeah. Up till today, it's like that. Yeah. If you are going to a place and something is not there, just make up your mind that you'll be the one to bring it. It's all that's all. When you have a mind like that, you can survive anywhere. 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 And stop trying to preserve yourself. The Bible says that the one who seeks to save his life loses it. The one who loses it, I lost it. I'd rather have gained it. Hey, yeah. think about yourself. Think well. Mm. Think well. Amen. Think well. Decide that I will be a soul winner and wherever it will lead me, I will go. That's the decision I need from you here. Wherever it will lead me. From now, wherever it will lead me. Wherever God says I must go, I will go there. And I hope you know that you are not likely to see God, Jesus, ascending in your room. Gagra. My back. I hope you know. I hope you know. I hope you know that he's more likely that, that he's sending you is more likely to come through another human being. That's just what is more likely. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some of you have been waiting. If I, if I sleep and I have a vision of it. The Bible did not say that it is those who are led by dreams and visions who are the sons of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God. And because he's a spirit, he works through a human being. There's no spirit that works independent. They work using something. Whether it's a spirit of God or a demon, they need a vessel. Because some of you, when we send you, then we wonder what you are thinking. Ask your neighbor, can you be sent? You see, when we ask you to go and send, open, to go and start a center, it's a sending that you have been sent. Yes, it's a sending. Take it seriously. It's a sending. 
When we ask you to look after three or four people in your basanta, don't be silly. Hey, are you a sheepdog? But when you take it seriously, you start to pray for those three people. You begin to know those three people. You begin to befriend those three people. They will even lead you to other people because each one of them has a friend somewhere, has a link somewhere to something. Before we are where your three has become six and your six has become 18. Yeah. Yeah. If you have an eye for future. Amen. The attitude of what did they say I should do? They gave me this. Ah, that I should hold. you see after a while you'll be tired and bored <laughs> you have to understand that it's just a link to other things and when you take care of what God has given you he'll give you more he'll give you more center director you are satisfied with your 18 something's wrong with you something's wrong with you the ability to grow is a sign of life. When you stop growing, you are dying. That's why even when somebody is 96, hair is still growing. Nails are still growing. Are you seeing it? The day it stops, he said, that man, something must grow. Sometimes the growth is in numbers. Sometimes the growth is in the depth of the people. They are learning somewhere. They are learning something more. It's all part of the growth. Or you don't get what I'm trying to say. But if you were given three people and at the beginning of the semester you were sweating over the three and at the end you are still sweating over three, no work done. They have not come to understand anything. They have not become a little more spiritual. Nothing. They have been given to you for a purpose. And you are learning. And you see, when it is given, you don't know where you are going to use what you have learned. So you had better be serious about it. You had better be serious. When we started the church, I did every single job that has been done in the church. I was doing it in the main church. One after the other. When I do and it's established, then I'll be moved to another place. From starting a choir to starting a save to what, commanding the ashes to doing all kinds of things. I did all. I didn't know. A day was going to come when a call. My husband was told, release your wife to cross town and go and start something else there. In those days, the church was still developing and we were now breaking up into what we called dioceses that will have people looking up. When I got there, it was a church. I forgot how many people were there. 11 people. A church of 11 people. Suddenly, everything I had done over there, I had to now come and do it here. I had to now come and teach ushers how to be ushers. I now had to come and teach the one singer how to become a choir. I now have to come and teach you what, whatever it was I now was a doer. If I had handled it the way some of you are handling what you have, I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have known how to go and do anything. But because in somebody else's church, I had given it my best. Now when I was on my own, I knew what to do. Here you are as leaders of the church. But Santa ministers, as we call you, but Santa overseers. It's time to go on outreach. Yours is that we have come. The frame they say we should do, we have done. The song they say we should sing, we have sing. The dance they say we should dance, we have danced. We will dance for them. Do their work. Do their work. So salvation. Do their work. When we finish, we are going home. You are going where? <laughs> After you have finished, 
you are now coming to do the part of the work which is for everybody. Nobody is exempt. Nobody is exempt from the commission to win souls. Nobody. Nobody is exempt. So whether you dance, or whether you are asha, or whether you are flower, whether you are communion star, whether you are security boy, I don't mind what you are. When you finish, win souls. Yes. And this, we are going to do it all. We are going to do it. Let me tell you one truth. Let me tell you one truth. Some of you, your ears are very hard. So I know that after talking, you won't change. And for some of you, I can even see it in your demeanor as we are talking. Yeah. So I just want to inform you that as for the things of God, they get done with you or without you. Uh-huh, that's what I want to say. With you or without you. When you learn it, you're actually learning it for yourself. You don't know where. But it is true. You don't know where. We have had story after story of people who have just been doing one or two things in church and it has catapulted them somewhere. They didn't know when they were learning it here. Some of you, it's because of what you do in church. That's why your presentation, when you go to do presentation, won't throw crowd. Yeah, won't throw crowd. You would have overcome, your, your, your colleague is now coming to uh, shake. By you, you, have sh- you shook or what? You have shaken. <laughs> or you have shook. <laughs> You have already shook at your uh, uh-huh. or, or when you were knocking the door. You have already <laughs> as you were shaking on the as you knock on the door, when they open the door and then they are facing you, you see, you have already learned how to take facing without your face changing. Now here you are, your presentation for your own something. Somebody is facing you and you are you are just inside you something may be happening oh, but outside you are looking very collected and calm your, is that your practice was from the fields the, the, the mission fields and I've heard it over and over so many of our people who in the middle of their presentations at the end then they asked hey how you pastor yeah. are you a public speaker yeah one of our guys, his job began to earn him dollars because of this. Went and did a presentation in his work. And they moved him from where he was. His office space crowd was changed. They realized that Charlie, we have a human being here that may you be seen as a human being because of the work that you are doing for the Lord. Sit down. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So no, that's why I keep on saying that you don't have to watch your back. God watches it for you. Yeah. Yeah. God watches it for you. I suddenly realized that several countries have free accommodation. Yeah. Most places when I stay in a hotel, it's choice. Several towns. Not because of anything. This one that I brought to Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Recently, we were on our way somewhere. Then the person said, they said we should get a hotel, so I've got, but please, if you will stay with me, I would like it. Yeah. Oh, why not? Why not? I had come with my gari and pepe. I took it back because I never needed to eat the gari and pepe. It's just a fringe benefit. You don't set out for that. What I'm saying is that God has your back. Imagine that we are dead and we hear that Bishop Dark says he wants apple. Hey! He'll eat Burkina apple. He'll get Burkina apple. What? UK apple? What? They said they will approve the tree and bring... (laughs) I hope you get what I'm trying to say. That's not why the person's preaching, no. 
But at a point, you look around and you realize that, in fact, it was said of Catherine Kuhlman that she had to be careful when she was ministering not to say something she needed. Because if she said it, the whole radio station, by the time she comes out, everywhere, everywhere, yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Just the blessings of God chasing you. Hallelujah. Are you understanding something? Are you going to be doing what you're doing more seriously? Are you going to apply yourself to it? Yeah, it's all part of what you're supposed to be doing. And at this point in your life, God has placed something in your hand. That's what this camp is about. Because we are here talking about the Great Commission, but we are here going to, we're we are talking about the soul winning part first, and then we're going to go into something else. Are you here? And what you find to do, just do it well. Just do it well. You'll be surprised that somebody returned to the church because the way that group of dancers danced, I want to see it again. I want to see it. So they just came to come and see it again. But you see, as you are coming to see again, some preaching too has uh-huh, and some film too. You, you don't know which part grabs a person. Yeah. You don't know which part grabs a person. You see. So I need you to take what has been given to you very seriously. So that is the reason why when people show that they're not serious, we just let them go. We release them. Later, we may come back and ask you, are you serious now? But we release you. So there's only serious people who are there on the page. We are doing small, small, doing, doing, doing. Hallelujah. And you see, later you will be happy one day when you can come and say, my hand was in this thing. My hand was in it. My hand was in it. I was here. Are you in the church? Are you in the camp? Are you awake? Are you becoming a soul winner? (laughs) Hallelujah. Some people, when we start talking about souls, no. But it's changing. It's changing. It's changing. It's changing. Yeah, it's changing. It should not be that you're only excited with God about the things concerning you. Be excited about being a soul winner. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. Oh, yes. I'm really excited because maybe I've lived long enough now to start, start seeing some fruit. Hey, the church is quiet again. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. As you win the souls, you see it. You see, you see the changes. Oh, see the changes. Young man sent me his picture. Graduation picture. Thank you for coming to preach in my village. Because it's from a Muslim home. But he gave his life to Christ as a child. That's why I told you, don't play with the children. Today, that child is a graduate. Are you getting me? And he was sending me a picture of himself in Akapi. And saying, thank you. Because even though you may think that he has become a graduate, he could see the link. It was the accepting Christ that began something, that led him onto something that brought him to that place. I'll be understanding what I'm saying to you. So never, ever, ever, the children who are walking around in panties, walking around, they're just, you know how it is when you go to the house, then they are running around like some scrappy. That's a whole human being. That's a whole soul. You just watch. (laughs) Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. One day I needed something. And it was a big mountain to me how to get this thing. I didn't know how to get it. And then I realized that a place I used to go to preach because the pastor was my friend. Somebody 
Who could give me that thing free of charge? Of my own charge. That's not why I preach, though. I'm just showing you that these are the side effects. The side effects. That's why I want you, because I'm trying to convince you. Many of you think that I must look after myself. If I don't look after myself, who will look after me? So I have a question for you. All the looking after yourself you have done. Till now, no. I mean, Akos is saying, it's just a question. How is it? How is it? All the looking after you have done now. Hold on. So that's question number one. How far? Question number two is, so if after all the looking after yourself, this is how it is. In a few more years, correct? You see, if you don't look after yourself, nobody will look after you. Looking after yourself, how far? You even to come. Wait, last night when you were coming, did you know where you, come, you were coming? As you were looking after yourself, did you know where you were coming? I'm asking you a question. As you sat in the bus coming, with all due respect, <laughs> did you know where you were going? Could you do anything about it? You need to see that you are limited in the caring of yourself. And everybody, once you are human, you will come to the end of your ability to care for yourself. Why not let God care for you? Why not? But for him to care for you, you be interested in what he's interested in. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. You be interested in what he's interested in. He will sort you out. He will sort you out. I see mothers who keep on, no, the child can't go. If he goes, they'll get something in the night. Then I look at them and I say to myself, I, I just say, you don't know children. Mm. This child you are saying you are protecting, he shouldn't do this. Are you here? Mm. You see, and that is one of the reasons why I don't accept your excuses that you bring about not being able to come. Because I've seen young people. What they want, they do. You will get a young lady who tell her, listen, this guy that you are with, he has a broken leg, he has HIV, he has syphilis. He says, if she says that, oh, there's nothing that you will say that will make a difference. The only thing that will change my mind is for her to go and experience it. Hey, she not. Yeah. I keep on telling you the story of the father who put barbed wire, the electrocuted barbed wire on his wall, not to keep thieves out, but to keep his daughter in. Then one day, the man comes early from work. So he arrives in the area earlier. The girl that they lock gates, that they put electricity through the thing, she's on the roadside. So it means not only was she going, you know, she was going and coming back. <laughs> A young person who has who has meant to do something. One ABNTC student came to me and said, "When I first came to this campus, and they used to say that people are fornicating, I used to say to myself, where and how? It's not possible. It's not possible. So as he looks at the whole place, it's just not possible." The place is too open, it's too something, it's too something, it can't happen. Then he said, I've been there for two years. And he said, it is real. So it's just real. And the reason is because young people, what they want to do, 
they will do that's why you can't come and tell me that I couldn't come to the camp because I didn't have no 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 uh, please I would prefer that you tell me that it's because I don't want to come uh-huh but don't give me an excuse no not at all uh, my mother said that my please stop what you are doing stop what you are doing stop Kai you I remember someone's mother she was defending her daughter I just listened to her and I said Lord that's why it's very painful that woman was defending her daughter telling her that as in some women's gathering how her daughter was a good person I went to remove the girl from under some boy wait 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 not only that she was the one who had seduced the boy And the mother had Mike. And she was standing there saying that, you know, and so when you do this, so then when my daughter's at home. I say, yeah, ready. Hmm. Are you there? Hey, what is this? <laughs> and that is why I am saying what you have planned to do what you have meant to do, you do. Yeah. So don't come and tell me that my center is not growing. What do you mean that your center is not growing? What do you mean by that? The thing you want to do, you do. Don't come and tell me that I couldn't get anybody to bath. Hey, listen. It's not that you couldn't get. You didn't bother. You didn't do it. That's all. You didn't desire to do it because if you desired you, some of you, some of you, even money to come from home you don't have. Look at the clothes you're wearing. Uh, MD, what I'm saying is it true or not true? According to you, according to you, you see, fine protocol will not allow me to line up those of you who said you have no money here. For us to see what you are wearing, how you have done your hair, the shirt, the jacket, so that you stand here and tell us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I'm just sharing something with you that in spite of your broken, broke state, you have been able to do your hair. I don't care whether you begged, you begged or borrowed that hairpiece. You even in your broke state, you knew how to open mouth and go and get a hairpiece and you have done it. So that's why I don't accept what you are saying. I don't accept it. If you are not able and if the thing is not working, there's only one thing missing. It's a desire. That's all. Sit down. That's all. Hmm. That's all. The only thing missing is a desire. Young people. I say young people. When you desire something. I have seen men. Penniless men. I've seen them married. Hmm. Penniless oh. Penniless, they had they had not a coin to save their life, but they had a desire that this girl, I will marry her. 
I'm telling you, the father of the girl will look at the guy and say, this penniless guy, I'll give him a list. This list, he cannot overcome it. And he will write. And the guy, I say, he will produce everything. Look. Sit down. Hey. Are you there? Hmm. Where is Jojo? Where are you? One day, eh, your mother bought me some wonderful story. Hey. She said that she was going as some of the people from the church to some engagement. The guy didn't have. He didn't have anything. Mm. <laughs> are you there? She said that they arrived even before the guy and his people arrived. They arrived at the place. You were at the, you are the wedding at the engagement. Hey, the guy didn't have anything. Oh, my dear. Mm. The thing, it was what. Please use microphone. Two, two. It's working. It's working. I mean, it was so bad that when the guy was, the guy, they were waiting for him. He hadn't come. It was. After I come, so I came to meet mommy at the place. And then when the guy came, they went to pick up something against, like the things for the engagement, they hadn't put them together. So mommy left her bag with me and she no, went. It's not that they didn't put them together. He has negotiated for this one from here. This one from this is coming from. Hey! Go ahead. Mommy, in fact, when my mother when my mother came back, she said that she thanks God that she didn't take her bag with her. It was all the money inside. She would have emptied it. I said, guy who doesn't have money. His mother told me that by the end of the thing, the girl's father was, he said, listen, this guy, just, 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 it's okay. He just wants to marry me. It's okay. Because the man realized that the desire, no. Sit down, sit down. The desire, it was so strong that the guy had taken a kukudro to go and get his family members. The few things he was able to get, he had put them. In fact, she said that when they opened the booth eh, and they saw the few things, his auntie said, What is grace? I mean, it was very embarrassing. I didn't even go again. I went to sit in the car. Because <laughs> it's like, I have just come from my somewhere to come and sit in some... Oh, it was a very bad situation. It's like everybody took the... It was champagne on the girl's side, even said that he was trying not to take their things, like they should go and come back properly. Yes, and the father said that, oh, it's like, let's try for them. The father saw that, listen... It is a certain desire that will make a young man look. I am doing it. I am doing it. This time, not even the man on his side was the the girl. Please accept everything. Just accept everything. It's okay. It's okay. You may think 
that maybe the old man, the guy is careless, and maybe there are some things he could have done differently. But the point I am trying to get to you is that if the desire is strong enough, it cuts through everything and anything. Yeah. The guy probably realized that if he was going to wait another three years, no, he won't have all the things. That, I can't wait. I cannot wait the three years. I cannot. Are you in the church? So from today, understand it. Go and pray about your desire. Yeah, go and pray about your desire. That's all I'll say to you. Go and pray about your desire. Because if you can sort that one out, everything will work. My center is not working. How will your center not work? I want to ask you something. How will it not work? The people in that area, do you like them? You don't like them. And anybody you don't love, you can't win. If you go to a people, just put it down as one of the keys of success in the mission field. If you don't love the people, not that they are perfect, though. Me, the two mission fields I've had, because Kumasi is also a mission field to me. I'm not from Kumasi. I don't, look. Nonsense, plenty. Plenty nonsense. Plenty nonsense, plenty madness, but we loved the people like that. Till today. Till today, when we came, we came to see Kumasi's brand of it. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, you know, that's what I'm saying. The people that I've ministered to, I will say they are like this and that, but if, like you say, the way I will fight you, eh? You wake up and say, not this, they are like this, Ashanti, they are like this, you'll be very sad. If I'm preaching, I'll say, but you, if you say, hmm. If you like, wake up, let's leave here, then you say, eh, not this, no, the way that they are, I'll just stop and I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah. The people who are in the area that you have been sent to, what have you done to win them? You think that you're only just going to knock on a door and it will work? Have you loved them enough to stay awake and pray about it? Have you loved them enough to do a prayer, a prayer walk in the area? Have you loved them enough? If you desire enough, it will break through. You people. Hey. Hmm. I have seen people, the course you're doing, your father doesn't know. Because father has said, come, come and do this course, this and this and this. And the child is saying, this other course is the one I want to do. <laughs> They have been there, the child has changed the course. Oh. He's changed the course. The father is paying fees for a course. Does he even know that as you are paying the fees? Hey, <laughs> And it's very well, but the person has done it. When the person qualifies, eh, the father can be jumping up and down. But the person has finished. <laughs> That's why anytime I meet a parent who says, Me, I know my children, then I start laughing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know the path they have allowed you to know. <laughs> There's always a path you may not have said anything about or that. Yeah. Lend it one day, you also be children, somebody's parents. Yeah. Yeah. The way that you are. So work on that desire. If it is strong enough, you'll break through. If it's strong enough. If it's strong enough, you'll break through. Oh, yeah. I have spiritual sons. I've told them, don't come and talk to me about any girl. I'll be there. They'll come and say, you say, I shouldn't talk to you about it. And I'll start walking. I'm going. No problem. They'll come back again. They'll, oh! <laughs> Mommy, you say, I shouldn't talk about it. Hey!
I know that is not Sometimes because the person will even say they just come and stand there. As they are standing, you know, when you can feel the person, you can feel that, you can feel the person wants to say something, but it's not, oh man. And you want me to believe that you can't get anybody to follow you. You are joking. You're not serious. You're not serious. You're not serious. You are not, it's the desire that's not yet there. Hey! A child that the father says, don't touch my car. And the guy says, this car, I will drive it. This car. If he likes, he can take the key, lock the car, put the key under the something, under the something, the something, the lock, no problem. Eh. If the guy has meant to move the car, he will not only find it, he will come, use the car, repack it, return the keys. The father won't even know. I had some cousin be his face like a saint. Friday, he and his brother, when their father is asleep, they will push the car. We never knew. I only heard of it because one day the car went and fell into a gutter. And that day, he called me because now he needed me to help him to lie. <laughs> by that time, oh, I was an unbeliever then as well. And by that time, no, no, I wasn't a Christian. I would help him. Hey, he used to bail me out. I help him. And <laughs> to make it worse, you know, to make it worse, his father started teaching him to drive. So the L's were there. But because of Keche, he wants to go and do in town, he removed the L's. He used to remove them and put them in the boots, but on this particular day, he left the L's in the house. So when he fell inside the gutter, and the thing had become a police case, no, he didn't have the L's to just put them on the car to say, hey, meanwhile, if you see the house, where they push the car from, there's a gate. You have to open the gate. Don't you think that the gate would do? They would, yeah. They'll manage to open gates, do everything, slide it, come out. Hey, God. And until that, my uncle never knew that his car has been going on tour on Friday night. And after going, you know how to go and smuggle a whole car, which weighs more than a ton. You know how to smuggle it. And you want to tell me you can't get one Fianca girl weighing just a few kilos to follow you? Car, one ton. You know how to steal it. Small girl like this shrimp over here. You can't get a child. Are you in the church? That's why I'm showing you that it's the desire that you need to work on. Because the things you really, really want to do. Girls, let's be serious. When we see some hairstyle that we want to do. Hmm. We don't have money. We don't know where it was done. What again do we not know? The what? How to get it? How don't we pass all through that? I asked a question. <laughs> don't we pass through and get it? This one over here, I asked, I said, when you are going to do presentation with this hair, will it not be a problem? She says, it's not a problem. I'll cover it with a wig. Why you? Well, yeah. Architect for the presentation, presentation. 
Or say, oh, I'm going to dye my hair. Let me say, hey, girl. Man, Casamenko, but you do a presentation, isn't it? And you know how our lecturers want us to be. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. She has gone to look for the dye. Found it. Found it. Solved all the problems. And dyed the hair. And it's walking among us with the red hair. Hey! And you say what? And you say that you cannot get a soul to follow you. I don't buy it. Because to get a soul fo- to follow you is far less work than going to look for red hair dye, buy the dye, go to the hairdresser, get a proper hairdresser to do it for you, and be walking around the world. Because this hair, everybody will, will, will remark. Everybody. Why yo? Chris, just done it. Walking crowd with it all. Oh, you're not understanding what I'm trying to say to you. So if you can get your desire up to the level of desiring the red hair, the child will follow you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, la. Some causes, they don't call them to do any presentation. They don't present her to the end of their... These people, every day, presentation, this, that, studio work, yes, they... The girl has done the thing. She has done it, cry. Are you in the church? But are you understanding what I'm saying to you? I'm saying to you that if you work on your desire, if the desire is strong enough, and it is backed by scripture, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe. And whatsoever, if only you desire it. I desire to be a mega church pastor. If I desire, it will happen. I desire to have a mega center. It will happen. I desire. You see, the reason, the thing is that you have channeled your desires into some other place. So I'm saying to you, collect it from there and channel it somewhere else. It will work for you. Suddenly, you will not understand why people follow you. Yeah, you will not understand. Have you ever gone to the market and somebody who really likes their job is talking to you? What you have not planned to buy? You have no plan, no. We have no plan. Recently, Dr. Mary was telling me something. Some shop she had gone to. She has no plan. Then she went to met one, meet one of those kind of people there. She said her hundred cities that she has not planned. Oh, Dr. Mary, what I'm saying is it not true. The girl wrapped it out of you. Kasai Saha, you found yourself. You did what? I can't hear you. You don't have to tell us what it is. You just tell us how you... So I went to this shop and um, I had already bought something I was going to pick. So when I went, I was like, oh, I'm coming to pick this from your shop. He said, oh, okay. So she gave me samples and she said, oh, you can choose from this. Then, well, as usual, I found it. And this one you had already... Yes, that one I had even paid for it and everything. Then she said, oh, have you seen this one? Uh (laughs) Oh, what about that one? So have you seen that the girl was not even just content with the fact that what you have paid for already, you are coming for it. But you, when you go and your one soul has come, you say it's okay. You don't even look to see, is there another one who will come? Keep on. Then I said, oh, okay, yeah. So then she pointed at some articles. I said, oh, okay. Then I said, oh, this will, this will not be bad. Hmm. Then she said, oh, look at this other one too. Hey! 
She has got you, crap. Then I said, it's okay, it's okay. So that was. The... Then she moved a little. Then she said, have you seen? I was like, nene. <laughs> so at the point, I was like, hey, you see, I'm leaving right now. I am leaving right <laughs> because now. Because you realize that if you stay longer, no, she will get everything in your bag out of you. But you, when you are going to call your one soul, you go to your one door, you knock on your one door, you see that one person you've spoken to, you say, I've got my one person. Then you go. But this girl, she said, oh, the one you were coming for is here. But have you seen this one? Have you seen that one? Have you seen that one? Have you seen this one? I mean, the last time I went there again, there, there was something mm. I told her that this one there, I wasn't getting she was like, oh, it's still there. I was like, you, this girl, again. Have you not seen it? The girl has a desire that she will sell. And you, today you are receiving a desire that as I'm here, when I cannot go and come back empty, I cannot go. You know, I don't like visiting, no. but if I visit, you'll be in my church. Oh, yes. If I go, that's my desire. When I marshal myself, I've landed in your house, I've come to visit you. You'll be in the church. You'll be there. That desire should begin to come. You will not be satisfied with one. Me, I, my church is full, but I don't like. I don't like. I've told God that I will see 5,000 people here. People have asked me, how are we going to have the pastor? I said, it's none of your business. Where are they going to see? That's what is none of your business. My desire is 5,000. I will see it. Because I believe the scripture. Whatsoever thing desire when I pray. That's my work. Let me pray. My work is desiring, praying, believing and receiving. That's all. How it will come? You too. When you go, you catch two. Ah, there's a third one. Let's go. Just because of how you are doing your thing. I'm going to see some. I'm going to see some. Today we have killed non-working things. We kill it in the name of Jesus. We kill it. You were singing the song, it didn't work. Be on it. Ah, desire, it will work. Desire, it will work. You were trying to dance the thing, the dancing wasn't dancing. Be on it. It will work. Yeah, just desire it. It will work. Be on it. It will work. Be on it. Be on it. It will work. Are you there? Father grants us a desire. A strong desire a strong desire let the desire to fulfill our call let it be strong upon us the desire start to talk to God about the desire talk to the Lord talk to the Lord Lord implant in me a desire let me not be satisfied with small let me not be content with small Forgive me for being okay with just one thing. Forgive me for being okay with just winning one soul to you. Forgive me. And Lord, today implant in us a deep desire. We'll fulfill our ministry. We'll fulfill our call. What you set us to do, Lord, it will be done. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There shall come a time in your life. You will walk in your calling in the fields that are white. It's a prophecy to you. You will walk in the fields of harvest, working night and day. 
There'll be no turning back. You will be a burning, shining light, turning many souls to God. Working in the fields, reaping the harvest. So fulfill your ministry before the time is done. Make full proof of your calling. Oh, so fulfill your ministry. Before the time is done, make full proof of your calling. Oh, I'll send my missionaries to the field. Hey, are you one of them? I will bless and anoint them. May you be blessed and anointed. They will be hard soldiers. They will work in the fields of harvest, working night and day. There'll be no turning back. They will not be destroyed by their marriages. Excuses, but they will bear much fruit. Come on, lift your hands this morning. They will fulfill their ministry. Oh, I see you fulfilling your ministry. Before the time is done, Oh, yes, you'll make full proof of your calling. You'll make full proof. He's calling you this morning. He's calling you. Give me your life. Give me your life. Take my yoke upon you. Take my burden upon you. It is life. Signs and wonders will follow you. Oh, yes. Shall be yet. It will be your testimony. They will fulfill their ministry. Oh. 
fulfill your ministry before the time is done make full proof of your calling hallelujah you want to lift up your hands just lift your hands up to the lord and say that lord no matter what i do on this earth may i fulfill my calling may i fulfill my calling some of you have wasted so much time already but you want to say lord with the time that is ahead of me may i make full proof of my calling so fulfill your ministry just sing that part before the time is done that's your prayer topic that you make full proof of your ministry not full but full full proof so fulfill your ministry receive the grace to fulfill it Receive the grace to fulfill it. Receive the grace to fulfill it. Receive the grace to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Every diversion, we just throw it out of our lives right now. We curse it now out of our lives in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you will not distract us. You will not spoil our lives. You will not take us away. Every demonic hold on your life is broken right now in Jesus' name. This morning we cast down imaginations and every high thing that wants to exalt itself above the word and the will of God. We cast it down and we cast it out of our lives. And we declare that we are free to serve him. Oh yes, begin to dedicate yourself to the Lord. Tell God that you want to be his favorite child. You want to be his favorite child. You want to be his favorite child. The favorite children are favorite because they do what he wants. Oh, Jesus. Let the soul witness anointing come upon us this morning. Let the missionary anointing come upon us this morning. Father, out of this place, send people to every part of the world in the name of Jesus. Let there be no part of the world that is not touched by us, oh God. Send us, Lord, we will go. Send us, we will go. Our age doesn't matter. Our stage in life doesn't matter. Send us, Lord, we will go. We will go. We will go. We will go. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, anoint us this morning to be soul witness. Let it be the uppermost thing in our mind and our spirit. Yes, Lord. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Come as Sunday. Just keep praying. Mandolo prosamata. Shika baba sondolo bokoya. Nika sondolo bodondolo prosimasha. Rima 
This morning, the Lord is calling 10 people to a mission field that is not here. That's not Ghana. You just felt something enter into you. Receive it now. He's placing it there. Ten particular, all of us, he's touching us all, but ten people, a strong missionary call. It's just, it's just being confirmed and you can feel it. You can feel it. You can feel it. Receive a touch from the Lord tonight. Receive a touch from the Lord this morning. Receive a touch from the Lord confirming you. Receive a touch from the Lord. Mandolo brosema shande, me candolo masunde, rendela ma, ibendele bebe anda. Receive a touch from the Lord today. Shima sandolo bokende, rendele bebe anda. Me kabasondolo broshima sando, ianda la ma, mendela masanda ya. Thank you, Jesus. Ten of you. Ten of you. The Lord is calling you this morning. Receive that call. Receive it, receive it, receive it today. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Father, touch us. Oh, yes. Let that call stay alive. Let that call stay alive. Let it burn in us, oh God. May they never leave it. Guide them to the place that you have set for them, O oh God. Guide them to that place, that country, that city, that town, that place. There's a brother, you are saying, but me, I'm not falling, but I'm called. Yes, you are called. It's not in the falling. You are called. Yes. Yes, just answer him. Yes. 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 You are as cold as those on the ground. Yes. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Mandula Brosima Shandu. Shikabra Samatimbi. Rendala Masika Tundulobosima. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You will fulfill your ministry. You will fulfill your ministry. You will fulfill your ministry. You will not be distracted. You will not fall apart. You will not follow vain things. You will not follow that man who has no purpose in his life. You will not attach yourself to that Jezebel. You will fulfill your call. You will fulfill it. You will fulfill it. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we are grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful that you have allowed us to be here. We're grateful that you have called us. We're grateful that you have placed us to win souls. Thank you for the grace to do what you have asked us to do. We thank you. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the Holy Spirit is still moving, so me, I'm just, we're waiting for him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
tu Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen.